Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Amazon is hiring near you. Earn a competitive wage and start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Health and safety are a top priority with all of our roles and sites. Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Go to amazon.com slash apply. That's amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. Uh, when I watch television and I see the ads on TV and I see some of the reality shows and everything, I think clearly I'm the only one who's not on acid. I can't believe the shit I see on TV and the shit that you got people to do on TV. What's your fear factor? Everybody must be high on that show. I was the only one that was high behind the scenes. <laughs> I used to eat pop brownies and, uh, well, mostly lollipops. That was the big thing. Because yeah. on marijuana, I could function fully. Yeah. On alcohol, if I was drunk, it would be a terrible show. It would yeah. suck. But on pot, it was inquisitive. And also, I like, would be actually into talking to these people. Whereas in, normally, in real life, I'm like, this guy's crazy, wants to fucking win this. I gotta get away from this dude. But when I'm high, I'm like, so what's up, dude? <laughs> you ready to do this? Well, it made it enjoyable to me because the first season I did totally sober and I thought the show was going to be canceled immediately, which is why I was willing to do it in the first place. I really never thought it was going to be a hit show. I thought it was ridiculous. I mean, going to take people and sick dogs on them and make them eat animal dicks. I'm like, nobody's going to watch that. You know, that's what I thought. I figured everybody would have tuned in until they, you know, there was a public outrage and they yanked it off the air. That's what I expected. Turns out Fear Factor was actually the high watermark. Yeah, cool. Yeah, compared to a lot of things, unfortunately. That should be the promotion for legalizing marijuana. It makes reality contestants interesting. It does. It's the only thing that worked for me. 
<laughs> it, it's, it's good to see you out of prison. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think most people are aware of what went down with your drug bust. Well, it wasn't a drug bust. It was a bong bust. Oh, well, that's true, yeah. I, I had the drug thing totally taken care of, you know. I had my medical card, I had my license. <laughs> when they said it was for bongs, I was fucked, man. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> when they raided your house, which is an amazing story, and they said, do you have any drugs on the premises? And you just went, I'm Tommy Chong. <laughs> <laughs> Then they give me that, that routine where they say, well, if you tell us where it is, we'll be out of here faster. I says, every room in the house. <laughs> and, and then he got a, a defensive. He goes, well, we don't have our dogs. And I says, well, that's another thing. What kind of drug bust is this without the dog? <laughs> they were doing it all wrong. Did you get a phone to your agent? What kind of shit drug bust did you get me? They said, you know why we're here, don't you? No, I said, I don't. They said, bongs. And that's when I got pissed off, because it was my son's business. You know, they had helicopters, everything. So they came in full SWAT gear and uh, helmets and flak jackets and the whole Twelve thing? Twelve of them, everything. And it was weird, man, because I had a glass door, and I could see them. And they, they looked like <laughs> trick-or-treaters, you know? <laughs> 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 They're all dressed up. They're oh, they got their outfit on, you know? Oh, oh how great would it have been if you opened the door and just gave them candy and closed the door? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. It was a, a politically correct bust. They had a black, they had a Chinese, <laughs> they had a woman. It was like a movie. In a movie, they would have dogs. At least. <laughs> I, I was gonna fight it. I, you know, I was kind of looking for this excuse to show the, the world, you know, that pot is safe and it's good for you and all that, you know? And then my lawyer, told me straight, because the charge is paraphernalia, and the only thing you could talk about was paraphernalia. And I said, well, that's fine, too. I'll fight on that. Then the government come back and said, well, if you don't plead guilty, we're going to go after your wife and your son. Now, my son, I, you know, if he went to jail, be, yeah, yeah okay, fuck him. You know, <laughs> I couldn't imagine visiting my wife you know, for something I did and say, so how are they treating you, hon? You know? <laughs> Wasn't there some question about entrapment? It was total entrapment. Well, I fell into the trap. You know, I was wide open with it. You know, bong company, chong bongs, my face is on it. Chong I wasn't bongs. hiding anything. <laughs> chong bongs. So, so I did a signing in, uh, in Arlington, Texas. The DEA comes in disguise. Now, here's their disguise. They got a headband on. <laughs> my God. Then the guy comes over to me and goes, these pipes, they're not really for tobacco use only, are they? And I said, no. He goes, oh, well, what are they for? I said, for pot. They had backpacks with cameras on. And the guy would kind of lean over. You know. <laughs> and so they had all that on film. That's the trouble with being a pothead. See, us potheads, the reason there's so many of us in jail is when we smoke pot, we think we're not doing anybody any harm. Why should we be afraid of anybody? You know? Here's how I broke the law. It was, it, there's not against the law to have paraphernalia in California. Right. But it's against the law in Pennsylvania to ship a, a bong across the state line. Then you're breaking 
postal law. You're breaking federal law. Uh, they would phone up and say, we want you to send, and we would tell them, or uh, the company would say, no, we can't send it to you because you're in, in a, you know, in no, no bong zone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so they ordered all these bongs, you know, and whoever they talked to, which was probably an agent, and I suspect they put a, a, an undercover agent into the factory, said okay, and then they shipped it. They, they broke the law. That's the only way they got me. In the indictment read that I should go to jail because I made movies that depicted law enforcement agents in a non-flattering manner. <laughs> who said that? Who okay. said that? That's where it gets chilling. Yeah, but who said That's that? That's in the indictment. They're talking about movies that you made like 30 some yeah. years ago. Up in smoke. That's the only thing they had. You know what they did? They, they checked my background. And they thought for sure that I, you know, even Bill O'Reilly said, well, the reason they busted Chong, he had 17 prior convictions. They found none. Did you have 17 I was shocked, man. I was shocked. I said, <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Check that again. There must have been something. Back in the day when, we, when men were fighting, they would give them booze. They would give them alcohol. Because alcohol makes you aggressive and ignorant and stupid, and you go kill people, you know? But the, the people that were in, in fighting over in Vietnam, they were getting high. Everything changed. Everything changed. All of a sudden, they go, well, I don't, I'm not mad at that guy. Why, why, why should I kill him? Oh, yeah. And so what happened? America lost the war, basically. And, and they, they wanted to blame it on pot. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después Worldwide Latino pride The ambassadors of violence LAX, K-Dog, the notorious 187 homicide Bang, 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 bang I'm from Miami, not Compton Down with the essays in the 6-4 hopping To my body was in the 787 And those up in Brooklyn pulling 211 I come through stomping, rolling in my low-top chucks Making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust Shackled up like a nut going 5150 Geed up the feed up, creased up in some dicky Welcome to Keeping It 100 with Conan Millions and millions of downloads and pound after pound of Iranian Tobacco Later, we are now home on MLW Radio. This week's second-generation wrestler and MLW star Brian Pillman Jr. returns for part two of his critically acclaimed interview. Kevin Kleinrock also returns for a supersized edition of the Master Public Minute. All this plus the listener mailbag, the UFC and Colby Covington, the current political climate in America, Sami Zayn versus a heckler, possible WrestleMania matches, and more. And now, without further delay, let's hand it off to the master of the verbal gem. It's Conan. Yo, we're back with episode 181 of Keeping It 100 with Conan, the mighty, mighty DI, and Jojo, the Philly entrepreneur. What it do? Boom. What's going on? What's happening? All right, man. Let's start it off. Let's kick it off with how we always do with the shout outs. Uh, hear who's listening to us and from where. Uh, let's start off with Sam Bailey from Manchester, UK. Uh, Justin Aguayo from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm going to make a new rule. Yep. If you're from Manchester, right? Okay, you have to tell us whether you're a supporter of Manchester City or Manchester United. If, you, right. want to, if you want to get a shout out. Okay. Because uh, I, I want to see what the actual split is. All right. I know you're a big, big, we are both big soccer fans. Yeah. Um, 
Harley Hudson from Liverpool, England. Would you like to know where? <laughs> should yes, I put? Yeah. Speaking, speaking of good soccer, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, mean one, Mr. Cliff from Mission Viejo, California. Uh, the TP. Oh, he's a mean. Okay, mean wish. Mean one, Mr. Cliff, who's part of the TPA podcast called Team Petty Assholes. Isn't that the name for uh, wrestling with reality or whatever that shit? Isn't that the, their sub name? Nothing? I think that would fit very, very well. All right. Uh, SCW Wrestling Channel from the Canary Islands. I don't think we've ever had anybody from there. That's like near Spain or some shit, like around Morocco. Um, Bobby Tyler from London, UK. A lot of listeners from England. Uh, Brandon Glencoe. Oh, Brandon from Glencoe, Alabama. Uh, Derek Clark from Boston. What up with the Celts? He has a podcast called Three Jabroni Spod. Uh, yes. Uh, everybody has a podcast it's now, rid- bro. It's, it's ridiculous. fucking incredible. Yeah. So what we're, so what we're doing is these people are, are getting shouted out so we can yeah. advertise their podcast for them. Yeah. Well, you can send us money. <laughs> yes. Not a bad idea, right? We, we talked about that last yeah. time. We're yeah. giving them a cheap ad. We're not yeah. really saying anything about your podcast, right. but we'll let everybody know but it if exists. If you want us to go in depth and all that and give it our stilo, send you the cheese. Some more money. Yeah, yeah. more money. Uh, Cal Ray Dez from Orlando. Uh, I like this guy. Wayne Bruce Vane Holt and his wife, Emma Frenzy Ferns from Staffordshire, UK. I love the fact that it's a, a couple, and I love the fact they each have nicknames. Uh, right. Big fan of that. Um, so yeah, if you're from Manchester, let us know wh- what team uh, you know you big up. And um, I just want to remind everybody to check out our Patreon at Conan.me. That's where we're sending up a lot of the extra um, audio and video that doesn't fit on this show. Um, what else, Joe? Well, we uh, every week you get the unedited mailbag, which is usually you know at least over forty minutes. Sometimes it's going over an hour long segment. Uh, plenty of questions, and uh, if you don't hear your question on the main show, that means probably it is on Patreon. So check it out there. Uh, we've also had, full- but don't be afraid to bury Joe because you're you're. you're- <laughs> Your thing didn't get read before you even check Patreon. All right. Usually uh, a full interview segment, either audio or video, will go up with our main guest. Uh, a couple of weeks ago we had, you know, almost 40 minutes with Chris Jericho, a little bit longer on video with Eric Bischoff. And this past week we had about an hour worth of uh, video content with Brian Pillman Jr. And his the first segment of his interview from last week uh, got a lot of positive response on Twitter, I saw. So if you want to hear the whole thing, check out Patreon. Uh, other than that, the full disco list, when we do the disco list, still winds up on Patreon. And uh, we do listen to roundtables uh, when we can after pay-per-views. Unfortunately, I believe Conan was traveling this week, so we couldn't do one after the pay-per-view, which I don't, I doubt. I didn't see it. D.I., did you see it? So we didn't really. No. <laughs> but, uh, I saw some of the spots. Yeah, me too. Me too. But I um, want to start off hot, hot this week, though. Okay, so just real quick, let me finish before you start off hot. And so uh, I sent a lot of stuff that I, you know, um, posters and interviews and stuff from backstage, from wherever I go. If you like the show, you're going to love Patreon. It's just an extension of the show and everything that we like that we know you'll like. Disco always has uh, uh, porn stars showing up, adult film actress, whatever you want to call it, to uh, to Sapphires. And he's always taking pictures and um, putting them up on... um, 
on our Patreon, so you can guess who it is. Harry Ruiz from Las Vegas is banned for life uh, from uh, 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 you know participating in this. Um, and if you got any and if you got any questions, send them to k100questions@gmail.com. Keep the letter short so we can read a grip of them. Um, and also, I'm fa- and I like the fact that sometimes on the letters they use the same protocol they would use as if they met Di in person. Mm-hmm. A compliment, a compliment, a question. Uh, and then also, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com/k100. Conan, uh, Joe's manning the wheels of steel there on the one and twos. You're chopping it up over there, right, with the fans? Yeah, uh, real, real quick, one thing I want to say about Patreon, and it comes up again in an email, is that if you sign up, you're not just signing up for one month of content. You're signing up for everything that's ever been posted on Patreon. I believe someone in an email later is going to say they were just reliving some of the old KG uh, uh, conflicts and bashing that went on back in the day. They're all on Patreon. Everything since uh, January 2017 audio and video for you know three years almost is on patreon so check Bro, it all out. the other hilarious stuff we do with the kg all the hilarious stuff we did with Hooventude, all the stuff we did with the hardy brothers with jericho with cyrus Shane it's just Helms. incredible you'll never stop uh laughing and being informed and yep. and just ball busting it's, it's great shows Absolutely. uh that that in itself is worth the price of what you're paying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, uh, uh, and then we're doing Collins too, right? Uh, we've had Collins on the show too, right, Joe? Yeah, we had Harry, Harry Ruiz uh, last week, actually. Uh, the full audio and video that is on Patreon. So if you're a Patreon member in that $25 or up tier, you can get uh, a call, you know, just schedule it. And we're calling uh, at least one subscriber a week usually. So you can call, you can get your questions answered, say whatever you want. And then the last place you can check us out, which has been very successful I don't know how could this drunken lush who looks who likes uh, unknown Irish DJs Hughesley is manning uh, our, our YouTube right at keeping it 100. Yeah, keeping it 100 official on YouTube. Um, and once again, if you if you find yourself blocked by the page, contact Hughesley on Twitter and he will unblock you. YouTube tends to um, block subscribers without letting them know. Then they can't comment, they can't interact. So if you've been blocked, what would be the reason you would be blocked for profane language? That's what it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, All right. and, and they're getting stricter, too. Okay. Troll, Troller hasn't been blocked, and neither has Mike Feagin. <laughs> no, no, they've made it so far. So. Interesting. Uh, it's probably just a matter of time. All right, D.I. wanted to start it off hot. Let's go. Boom. Yeah, I'm going to put somebody on the list. All right. Start it off the week. All right. Uh, NWA. NWA. Yeah, NWA. Wait, 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 before you give the reason, I think another guy you should add to the list is David Penzer. But uh, NWA, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they did they hire Pat Kenny? I don't know. Uh, I, I saw him in a like a, a promo photo with C.W. Anderson, but I don't know if he was. I think hired he was. Did they worked in the TV? Worked their TV tapings. Interesting. Yeah. So they're on the list for that. All right. That there's no reason to, that that yeah. guy's not, he's he's retired. And he's damaged yeah. goods. Damaged yeah. goods. He's yeah. washed up. Right. He's, he's old. He's old school. He doesn't get the new style. Right. Um, and- and he's just he's disrespectful, and he's a Notre Dame fan. He's an, and he's a Yankee fan. And he's also under like, investigation by the Better Business Bureau for some of his real estate practices. That's so. what I've heard. That's yeah. what I heard. Uh, yeah. But he uh, definitely is um, an unsavory individual. <laughs> yes, yeah, an unsavory character, and he's on the disco list. And then, you know, I don't know why they would hire him. Right. But they're, they're on the list now. All right. So then we have, you can add them to us for hiring Pat Kenny. Okay, I want to see what you guys think of this. <clears throat> so we all saw the Kobe Covington Usman fight. Everybody see it. Right. Yes. All right. Let me tell. Let me tell you how it like it mirrors like the political thing that we have going on in the country right now, and and how the result of that fight 
what 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 we are going forward, right? Bro, that's if you looked at the, at the way Colby was promoting it, Usman obviously generated some racial undertones. Bro, it 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 was like the buildup that if you looked at both sides of people that were cheering for the one guy and cheering for the other guy, right? If the fans of each side, and Colby's a heel, bro. It reminded me of like if there was going to be a prize fight between Barack Obama and Donald Trump. All right, and what we would expect the outcome to be. So, like, you know, like, we'd sit there and say, like, well, obviously. I'm going to give you a better example that you probably lived through. Are you ready? Hmm? I'll give you a better example. I will never forget the racial tension and how. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Divided. I was on a ship at this time when it happened, too. Mm-hmm. I was in the military. When uh, Larry Holmes from your part of uh, your neck of the woods, uh, uh, yeah. uh, Joe. Fought Jerry Corey, right? Fought, no, no, no. Fought Jerry Cooney. Jerry Cooney. Yeah. Excuse me, Jerry the white Cooney. boy. Yeah, Absolutely. the great white hope. Yeah, right. kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. yeah, he was the first great white hope coming out. But, but, yeah. but listen to this. So, so I was thinking about this, right? So the the match, you know, Usman was a two-to-one favorite before the fight started. So he was the better fighter. So, like, let's say Obama would have been the two-to-one favorite over Trump, right? And... The, let's say they're both good golfers. So if they were like golfing, you never you wouldn't know how to turn. Like, so like they're, they're on their level of athletics are kind of like on par in one sport, right? But so you go to go to the fight and it, it's a slugfest. It's a classic. It nearly goes the distance, and Usman ends him in the fifth in the with fifty seconds left in the fight. Okay, on what what some people you know you know it's pretty understood it was a good stoppage by anybody with any common sense. There are some people that look at it technically. It was it could have been a quick stoppage because he was defending himself intelligently, and you're not supposed to stop a fight when that happens. But in everybody's minds, in the public opinion, it was a good stoppage. And then you find out that you know, well, we we knew about when watching it, but he fought half the fight with a broken jaw. The guy that he beat. So, bro, this was a classic case of one guy goes over, one guy gets over. Oh, one thousand percent. You could not write it better. That one guy goes over, one guy gets over because in defeat, right? It may have actually gotten Covington more fans because everybody, their mother, is like that guy might be the best fighter pound for pound in the world. You fought half the fight against him with a broken jaw and almost beat him. 
Right. And you know? and and I also thought at the same time I'm a big pro- I know that the 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 argument is you don't you don't want to do any permanent damage, mm-hmm. right? But my argument is this is a championship prize fight, a lot of money on the line, a lot of people watching. Let him get beat up pretty good before you stop it. Right. You know, I am not a big fan because we've seen people come back. Right. And so, but here's where it takes the political overtones. So I'm reading this thing from Colby, uh, which we hope to get on the show pretty soon, uh, according to our boy Dan Lambert, friend of the show. Uh, he says, normally people do their fucking in the bedroom, not the octagon, at Mark Goodard, UK. That's the ref. I go in there to kill or be killed. You rob me of that. You rob the people of a fair fight. You should be ashamed of yourself. Fake nut shot, fake eye poke, fake stoppage, fake ref. <laughs> so... so. That's all. Well, well, and, and, and I, here's here's what I was saying. After that fight, like it, so, coming out of it, it's like my initial reaction was, I hope to God Kobe does not break character. Right. Which right. is that he did not. Right. Which was right. absolutely perfect. Right. Because even like he respected, like right. you got to be at you. He he's still generating interest for another fight automatically. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah, it's exactly. like hey, you didn't be that's like I put you, bro. He's got this makes him even more marketable because the next fight. Somebody's going to be talking mad shit to him over what happened in this fight, and he's going to get a chance to shut that guy up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, it's a great story, but and but not, and not only that, but, but I think, but I think people look at this though, and like the way I was looking at it, kind of like the political thing in this country right now, is like you know, Kobe was a Trump guy, you know, right. and everybody's like, yeah, he got beat. You know, a lot of people loved him. You know, Ryan sat and tweets, I love it watching Kobe coming to get me. You know, all the social justice warriors had their day, right? right? Right. Even 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 Usman played into it. Right. I beat him for the world that hates him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who's he talking about? But but it's like kind of like the way Trump is. He kind of like fought hard and he stayed in his ground. Right. And like people like that. And you've seen the way like the media treats like the way the media treats Trump. Right. Trump gets a loss every day by the way the media treats him. But right. he hasn't stopped fighting them. Right, you know, which he's is like, what, his, gonna, which right, is what his base loves about him. Base loves, you watch all these 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 uh, Democrats, you know, they're always they're, they're constantly apologizing for things and stuff and all that. And you see Trump, it's like you know, Kobe's not apologizing. I mean, bro, it's like it's it's a good example of the, of the divide in this country and what side you're on. And it's like, what side do you feel better being on? I like being on the side of like a guy like a Colby Covington. Right. You know that if you if you're in a bunker with the guy and he's beat up and he's like down and out, so he's gonna you know he's gonna fight for you. You know, like well, try to fight. You know, so I, I don't well, know. Well, ain't like Guzman ain't gonna fight because he put. No, a, no, no, I'm just like, saying. But look, but, at, like, but look at here's another thing. I was watching this. This guy has a history of of run-ins because Conor McGregor had buried him. This was probably just 2012. Mm-hmm. It says what a great milestone in Irish. MMA's history, the behavior of Britain's Mark Goddard, is the same guy, in the corner that night was horrendous. Burst into the cage and attacked referee Neil Hall in between rounds. The fight was still in play. Crazy behavior for an up-and-coming referee. Uh, uh, that's pretty rich coming from Connor. Okay. But, um, uh, so obviously this guy's been in some controversy before. But yeah, that's, a, that's the thing, bro. You, you can use now politics is so strong and it's permeated everybody's lives at such a... I, I can't remember... In my whole lifetime, politics playing such an essential part of everybody's life like it does now. Uh, they even tried to use it for, um, uh, you know, of course, this was on a smaller scale, but they even tried to use it for the Tito um, ADR thing. You know what I'm saying? You know what, you know what Chael Sonnen, I just listened to a clip of him. He was talking about how Colby is writing the playbook 
for how fighters are supposed to promote themselves. Right. Because he was talking about his response, his statement after the fight. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like how he's been so great at his character. He's been so true to him. I'm like, I'm like, you you want to like tell Chael? It's like, dude, it's like the, it's not like the guy didn't like. How many times has Kobe had impact with you guys? How, how many how many TV tapes did he do? I saw him at at least six to eight. So so how many months of TV was was he around in the wrestling business? Like three months. Three months. Yeah. So you're sitting there like looking like you want to tell Chael? It's like, dude, it's like. Bro, the guy one did under the spent three months under the learning tree of professional wrestling. Not only that, like, bro. Hanging with the guys he, like, not, you, not like, like you coached him a lot. Yeah. You know, so bro, it's like, you know, and you're wondering like, how like you said this to you. It's like you want to say it's like, dude, you should send some of your MMA fighters just have them hang around the wrestling business for a month yeah. and see how these guys you create characters. And not only that, he was also around a guy that has a as we've seen on our show. A huge wrestling fan, great brain, and when he did promos, he killed them, Lam- Dan Lambert. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, so uh, he had like, he, yeah. it's like he was under the learning because Dan Lambert, when he was on TV, the the sheets were talking about him. He's the best promo on television right now. He was great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you know, then he got to like work with the guy, like yo, know, you coached him a lot. Yep. And stuff like you look at the and like it's like, dude, it's like we have very high level. It's like Cody got some high level teaching. On how to be a character in in, in the in the combat bit, business. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's yeah, really, and I, been, really I've been, fantastic to watch. Yeah, 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 and then he's he's fucking super cool, dude, bro. Um, uh, hope to have him soon on the show once his jaw's fixed and all that. Um, great fight, bro, and the, the great fight, just a great fight. I was really mad that they stopped it because that was probably a two-two fight going mm-hmm. into the into the late rounds. Uzman, it was, I, was, no, the judges' scorecards, it was 2-2. Two, two. Right. It right. was 2-2. Two, two. So that's, 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 there was actually a 3-1 Colby. Yeah, there's a 3-1 Colby. Yeah. I wasn't, and I wasn't, you know, I just felt like this is a big fight. Let him finish him. And I think Colby would have wanted it that way, and a lot of the fans would have wanted it that way. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't like when the guy gets right back up, and it's like he was defending himself. If he would have gotten up and staggered, then I would have mm-hmm. been like, bro, you were rocked. Yeah. He got up like, what the fuck? I'm defending myself. Yeah. You know, in the heat it's of the like, moment. It's like you get you get near the finish line. Like, yeah, it's gonna be a right. little bit tougher. We've been fighting each other for twenty four minutes. Right. You know, it's like I'm gonna get that, but I'm not quitting. You right. know? Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. you gotta you gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta show like exhaustion and quit for the referee here's, to stop. Here's, here's the thing that I'm very so worried about. I obviously it's gonna get killed in the Senate, but to me it's like the the Democrats uh hate so much Trump. They've they found kind of the flimsiest thing to try to impeach him on, okay? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you know, it was a call. He's obviously asking for a favor, okay? I don't give a fuck what anybody says. He's asking, him, hey, investigate this motherfucker who's my, yeah. you know, opponent. See if you can yeah, find hey, some dirt on him. Wait, wording, everybody does it. Wait a minute. He's wording it like he's wording it like. But to right. me, the wording right, 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 right. attention. Oh. But he didn't really word it like. Right. In a, but he's not. Know? But right, Trump's not dumb. He's, he knows right. he's being listened. He knows there's leaks. He's fired people for leaks. He knows everybody wants out to get him. He's not going to go out and ask him. But that's basically what he asked. Do me a favor, investigate this guy, and I'll give you the fucking money. Okay, that's basically what it was. But at the end of the day, you know, we're looking at like there was this one guy that went up there in the testimony. He was one of the lawyers. Um, you know how they brought all these like yeah. uh, 
Okay, they brought all these like um, I forgot what would be the legal scholars and you know, and so one of the guy was like, yeah, he goes, I don't like Trump, my dog doesn't like Trump, and my dog's a golden Labrador or something, and they like everybody. He goes, I get it. He goes, but we just can't pick the flimsiest excuses to try to, you know, impeach the guy, right. you know, of uh, George. Uh, and so, to me, it's like, yeah, okay. So he asked a president to help him get dirt on his opponent, which I'm sure a lot of people have done. I don't think that's an impeachable offense. You know well, what I'm saying? Here's the thing. And, 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 and here, let me just throw this out there. I am not 1,000% not a Democrat, and I am 1,000% not a Republican, you know? But um, I so just you're, think you're, that- you're, the, you're the people that that's polling- Against the Democrats for the, the undecideds, the, the middle, the people in the middle are just looking at this as like the, they're saying, dude, it's like, and, and all the, 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 the contrarian opinions to, to the, the way the liberals are spinning this is just, they all make so much more sense. Because, bro, this is supposed to be decided at the voting booths. Right. You're trying to remove a guy from office that got elected, and it's like you don't even have, like, nothing on him. You know, you, well, got you very, have very, something on him, but it's, it's very, kind of flimsy. It's kind yeah. of, it's like, look, it, it's very flimsy. And it's like you have, you've had a hard time proving it because you don't have a lot of direct evidence or anything yet. Right. And then it's like we should let the people decide but this in the voting booth is what to say. Well, why are you doing this? Well, we have a process and you can oh, impeach right. president and they're doing the steps to do. And what's going to happen with we already know, bro, the Senate right. made no bones about it. Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, they're like, hey, we're not kidding anybody. We already made up our f- fucking mind. We are all lock and step with him and we're not going to impeach him. So it's kind of a, it's a well, here's, here's closed case. Here is my, my conspiracy theory for this. Okay. Is that they they've let the uh, the worst decision makers in the Democrats make like drive the decisions like 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 the new people want Trump in peace. You know the moderates are thinking like yeah it's not a good decision, but but the the, the left side is like kind of force everybody into it, right? right? I'm just wondering if this is this is what they were planning all along. Is they know? Here's the thing: this, there's two terms here. I want to like I want to I want people to like think about how when you hear these terms, what exactly do you think? Okay, the two terms are election interference and digging up dirt. Okay, and like everything's kind of given around like, like there's something nefarious going on because they're, everything is pointed towards election interference and everything that happens like it's interfering in our elections. Right. And then we hear like digging up dirt. So the point is, is that, bro, this isn't quote unquote digging up dirt in the sense of like the way we think about it. Well, the dirt's already been dug up. Everybody see, knows the story here. Joe Biden's kid is on the board of, of a company that was under investigation by a prosecutor there that Joe Biden held money up to the government that they didn't fire the prosecutor that was investigating his kid's company. Right. And Bro. it's like, that, that happened, and it's like, that's not digging up dirt. That's like you'd fear. It's like, wait a minute. We want to know what went on here because that is actually what happened because Joe Biden readily admitted it on what he spoke well, I, I would I would throw it on digging I would throw it on digging up dirt because you're trying I would throw it up but but here's the thing I did love when Joe Biden lost his cool with the guy and <clears throat> he's like yeah aren't you too old to be president he goes well I'll, 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 this is it's kind of Trumpish he let's goes do some well push-ups. let's do some push-ups let's do an IQ test yeah. and then he called them fat. Yeah, <laughs> and then he said he was told to vote for him. <laughs> and then, then wait, and then here's my best part: when the guy goes, "Hey, did you lose your temper?" And then Joe goes, "Well, if you keep pressing me, you'll really see me lose my temper." Said, Shut the fuck well, up, old well, man. Here's, here's my conspiracy theory: is that the reason I think the Democrats were pushing the impeachment 
is because they know that if that basically that if uh, if they go to the Senate trial, okay, that the defense can call witnesses and they know that the defense is going to call Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And right. they, I, I'm wondering if the Democrats, the way they kind of conspired against Bernie Sanders this last time, is that they're looking at Joe Biden as a very problematic candidate because he's, you know, he's kind of old and so he's not generating a lot of interest. Like, if they, if they in order to basically kind of shove him out of the campaign picture and right. get him <laughs> that they want that Senate trial, they want Biden <clears throat> up there having to try to explain all this dirt around. Him. That's and a like, plausible they wanna, theory. Maybe they want to kill two birds with one stone, but you have Trump and Biden, the two top candidates up here, and they're just getting mud slung at them left and right in this trial. And I'm wondering if that was a strategy to kind of like, we'll, we'll sacrifice Joe Biden to just get the people to see enough in this trial, enough dirt and everything. But ultimately, the thing is, we know that, 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 that Trump's going to win in the end which is the problematic part, which is another win for Trump going into right. the next election. So it's, right. a, it's I'm not, I don't and know. It's a ba- and it's a bad, and it's a good win for him because it's again, they tried to nail me and they right. couldn't. Right. You know, and it just you emboldens know? their base. But that's a conspiracy theory that I'm going to try and start pushing to see if it gains any traction. Right. Well, there could be some plausibility in that. Yo, what's up? This is the Phil M. Flash, otherwise known as TJP, and you're listening to Keeping It 100 with Conan K-Dog. Your top five all time. Disco, I wish I could say the same thing about you, but you're the reason people stop buying mistletoe. Hey, this is the franchise Shane Douglas in the world famous CCW Arena. You're listening to Keep It at 100 with Conan right here on the podcast. And his co-host, Dance, Dance, Dance the Night. Why, Disco Inferno? Are you kidding me? You got Conan on one end of Disco? Hey. Some guys are acquired taste, I guess. But listen, Conan and I go way, way back. WCW folded. They didn't fold because of revolutionaries like the franchise and Conan. No, no, no. We were the reason that WCW should have been and could have been kicking the shit out of the WWE. We go way back. You want the best in wrestling lowdown right here on the podcast? Listen to Conan's Keep It at 100 or Get Your Ass Franchised. <laughs>
you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. did an interview uh i once did an interview with him and he had some girl um during the whole interview hold the microphone for him while while he just stood right by him and held yeah. the microphone yeah. while he did the interview which i thought was hilarious it were in a we were in a hotel room by the way so yeah, yeah. oh he's a, he's definitely an interesting guy and you know i've learned a lot, learned a lot from him you know i've learned a yeah. lot from from wrestling on shows with him, whether it's random indies or MLW, and and I've learned a lot from Harry as well. And I just learned a whole lot from wrestling Harry. Yeah, uh, the other <laughs> the other night, I, it was a very physical lesson. Yeah, uh, I saw that match, the finals of the Opera Cup, and I gave it my all. And uh, yeah, I took a beating, but that's you know that's how it goes sometimes. And and I, I feel like I have a I have a much bigger respect for respect for the business after that match for sure. And he oh. and. 
<clears throat> and he earned your respect, bro, because you took it there. You, you, I saw you after the match. You were professional, so you know it was like welcome to the big leagues, kid. You know that's kind of like yeah, what Dane was that telling. big, that big match yeah. feel, yeah. Especially afterwards, you know, after your match, if you feel a little banged up, it feels like you earned your, you know, you earned your pay that night. Yeah. I, I want to give, I want to give, so I want to give discussion on this. Uh, this is this is a question from our mailbag this week, okay? And I want to see what everybody's opinion is on this, because I'm, I'm I'm thinking that everybody's going to kind of be in the same boat. Uh, it's from P. Alberto Sanchez, and the subject is Sami Zayn confronts homophobic dude. It's like, hey, guys, over the weekend, Sami Zayn confronted a dude who was apparently throwing homophobic slurs. Given the belief that heels need to be heels and have heat, is this the sort of thing that's okay in terms of breaking kayfabe? Uh, P. Alberto Sanchez. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't. Okay. I think I saw a tweet or something about that, yeah. All right, so Sammy, I guess a guy called him the F-A-G-G-O-T word, right? And yeah. he, like, went off on the guy. And I'm like, you know... Bro, it's like I'm from a culture of professional wrestling where you did not care what the fans said. You know, and just, yeah. the fans were getting on you, and like yeah. you had done your job well enough to where they're literally using slurs against you and stuff yeah. and all that. It's like I would look at it as a badge of honor. You know, yeah. I got this person so mad at me, he's calling me a you know gay and stuff, and you know at that resize stuff, you know, and like you know I would say something back to them. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like the funny thing now is it's like we're in a, we're in a culture professional wrestling with the fans at the event and the wrestlers are like you know there's there's like a code of conduct now and like the yeah. code of conduct doesn't involve like a lot of heat you know what I'm saying it's just like the the, the wrestling fans they applaud and stuff you you can just boo you can't really be personal attacks against the wrestlers because yeah. it's, it's yeah. like it's funny that professional wrestlers today are literally getting offended at fans comments. And I was like, if you, bro, if you did, if you, if you did that back in the day, like you might get fired. And it's like it's changed. I'm like, that, what, that what, is what, very true. What, what, do, you what do you think about? about that? I think you gotta have a thick skin if you want to be any kind of performer, whether you're an actor or a singer or a guitarist. Anytime you're up on a stage, I think you're you're at the mercy of the people, and I think the people are your feedback system, and they're going to give you the information you need to whether it's to become a better performer or to control their emotions or what have you. If you take away that ability to interact, you're just going to lose control over your crowd, and eventually you're not going to get any kind of reaction you want. So I, I think policing, you know, policing the narrative and, and what the fans can and can't do is definitely something in the in the newer age of things that I don't necessarily agree with. But at the same time, I'm not coming from a place that uh, of, a, of a minority. So I, I can understand how hard it must be to deal with that. But, you know, Sami Zayn, he's a he's a professional. He's a performer. If it's up to him and he wants to call out somebody for for doing a certain word or whatever, that's on him. But I as a personally as a performer, I wouldn't want to break down that. I wouldn't break the fourth wall for that specifically. You know, well, and not it, only that, here's the other thing. Unless it was completely apparent that somebody like maybe in the audience or somebody was being harassed or, or, or bullied that, you oh, know, bro. if it was directed at me, I'm in my own zone when I'm wrestling. I'm not a person. I'm not, I'm not a human being. I'm a professional wrestler. So if I was having anything directed at me, I would remain in character hundred percent. Well, Brian, here's the, uh, here's the yeah. real quick, but here's the thing. The guy if if Sami Zayn isn't a homosexual, why is that offending him? Yeah, I guess it's just the 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 use of the word. I guess so. Other people are hearing it and maybe being offended by it. But like I said, like it, because I'm not a homosexual either. If I was a wrestler that was a homosexual and then yeah. they yelled at at me, I might yeah. have an emotional reaction to it. Right. right. So I could see where 
But yes, well, as Sami Zayn, he might just be, you know, virtue signaling himself, pulling that off to kind of say, hey, you know, because it's, you know, I support LGBT. And you know, obviously it makes a headline for him, too. So it could have been a selfish move on his part. Right. Uh, to kind of put himself over if if you look that deep into it. It no, might not have even been that deep. It I, might have just been him calling somebody out, you know. Right, right, right. You just never know nowadays. What yeah, you never know. What, what were you going to say? I interrupted you, dude. No, no, no. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, the virtual thing is the, the perfect thing. There's like, brothers, this is the thing. It's like, you know, when you're out there performing and you're breaking character, sometimes because fans are getting under your it's like you know the job of you you're supposed to get under the fan skin to where they're saying things that like you would have like like act like they'd get under your skin you know what I'm like you yeah. get a bigger pop that way from the crowd but like but like calling out like one fan to me is i'm just like come on bro it's like if you don't understand that you're gonna go you're gonna perform in front of tens of hundreds of thousands of people over a calendar year that there's gonna be some assholes in the crowd and if like you're gonna if you if you can't comprehend that and think that like Oh, I'm gonna, you know, that you're selling for one of them, which is probably gonna be yeah. so few and far between. It's like, bro, it's like, come on, that's that, that's that, that shows it's like what, like we talked about. That shows to me, it's like, do you really have that mindset to be a star if that's if that's bothering you that much, right? You well, that, I mean? like I, you said, thick, yeah, thick, thick skin is important in this business, and there's too many wrestlers today that just show that they do not have thick skin. You right. know, guys, girls, and stuff that you see on Twitter. And I'm like, dude, this is this is not good for the culture of this business to tell fans that we're professional athletes that are you know simulating fights and we're getting bothered at words from people. Yeah, you know that's not good for the future of this business. It's like we we need to like start selling more of a old school toughness and thick skin and masculinity to this product. Yeah, and, and if you and if you preach you know? if you preach that type of stuff, you're an asshole. But I I, I totally agree. With you. I think I think we've lost a lot of what makes us, you know, go from young men to being a man and being able to handle those social situations uh, without breaking down or without forgetting that we're on the clock. You know, we're doing our job. You know, yeah. if somebody starts calling me and I'm working at Starbucks. I don't just like stop my job, you know, I may be asked to have him removed, you know, hey, sir, you know, I'm going to I might have to call the police or something. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, do your job and do it well. And and, and if people are reacting, that's a good thing, right? If people are, are saying things and, and getting riled up, the problem is people used to only have all people used to have were their emotions and, and their bodies and they would go to shows and they would let themselves go and they would feel that sense of freedom that, that they can cheer and they can yell. But now you have maybe you have crowds that aren't as loud and rambunctious and excited about wrestling because they are sort of inner sheltered and they don't want to express themselves or, oh, I don't want to cheer for this person or maybe these other people in line might not like me, you know. So we have a very reserved culture, you know, and, and especially that's due to everything being recorded, everything being online. You know, people are just afraid to kind of let loose. Or back in the day, people were jumping up and screaming and boo and this and the emotions were running, you know. Yeah. That, that that's very good I, I like hearing that perspective from from somebody your age but i just think to me it's so weird brian it's almost like if you went to a play and you're watching julius caesar right and then brutus comes out you know and he's the heel some guy in the fucking crowd goes you're a dick brutus and the actor turns around and goes so are you or some shit like that <laughs> you're not supposed yeah. to you're not supposed to break character you know yeah, like right you're out there and i don't give a fuck what any like I'm a heel in Mexico and uh, disco went to impact and he was just basically like really easy shit, like kind of bearing Tessa Blanchard, you know, like bearing women's wrestling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
and the people were like, fuck you, Disco. Like, they were really getting animated. Yeah, that's, that's a real story. Yeah, that's a right. very real reaction that we yeah. want to get, that we can get on film and produce a show that's based on real emotion. You know, but people I, I, just forget that. I just think it's weird, Brian, that here you are trying to work the people into getting mad, right? Because Sami Zayn is a heel, correct? Mm-hmm. And he was burying the people for a while, remember? He was yeah, always he still people. does. Thanks to you people. That's why wrestling sucks. So you finally got under their skin. Now a guy tells you something, and now you're going to go back at him. I just think that that's very counterproductive. Just ignore the motherfucker. I think he made a bigger deal. Yeah, right. You're losing the heat. And then, bro, this is the, like, this is a formula in professional wrestling that we've kind of lost. Is that, you know, these days, the, the, the way we promote wrestling is like, hey, this is going to be a great match. You know, these guys will have a great match. These guys are like, I'd love to work this guy to be a great match. Hey, let's put it on TV and be a great match. It's like, bro, there's no heat there. You know, and then the wrestling still, I'm sorry, it's like, regardless, like, you know, the way that people try to talk about it's art, it's, you know, stuff that's performed, but like, still, the premise is built on a good guy versus a bad guy to fight, and the fans are supposed to want to cheer the bad guy to beat up the, the, you know, cheer the good guy to beat up the bad guy. You know, and then, so if you don't have anybody trying to be a bad guy, and in these days it's hard to be, it's, it's, people are scared to be a bad guy because yeah. they think people are really mad at them for real. And yeah. it's like, you know, dude, it's like it's, you have to work harder today to be healed, but it can be done. Just don't worry about what people think of you. Know, don't worry about people yeah. saying that. Literally, say but you yeah. need heat. Yeah, you need heat in this business, and it's like the, we, we're seeing the absence of it. And like you know, and keep people that are even doing it right, we're seeing situations like this. It's like, dude, what are you doing? It's like I, I see people I see so many errors being made with with the heels, where they're just yeah. not embracing it, being disliked on a regular basis. And you look at a couple guys that are doing it right these days, it's like Jericho and like MJF and stuff and things. Yeah. They're they're just doing it right. Because they're disliked, and that's yeah. like, that, that, that's good, you know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, I, like I can't, I can't yeah. put Max over enough. You know, he's he's doing the proper way to do it. He's doing it in a modern setting. He's doing it on social media, where people think they're safe. You know, people think they're you know they're safe from all that heat on social media, and he's bringing it with him. You know, he's taking it with him everywhere he goes. You know, so he's wearing it on his chest and, uh, you know, I have nothing but respect for him for doing that because it is, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard line to tread. You know, at what point does he say something that gets him, you know, blacklisted from the internet, you know, or canceled or this, that or the other. And at what point do you put a disclaimer in your Twitter profile that says, all right, all my tweets are in character. Anything else cannot be, you know, considered, you know, like at what point do you start putting legal disclaimers in your stuff? Because, you know, the fans, they want to believe up until they don't like what they see, you know, and then they don't, oh, now it's they, fake, you know. They, like, they want to find something to get you in trouble for. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're always looking they think that they, and, they think that, because this, this is the thing the fans have over. They think that if you do something, the way for them to get back at you is to try to get you kicked off Twitter or muted or stuff like, like say, like, you know, like, like point out something that you did out of context. They're, they're trying to get you in trouble. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. used to be, they would just yell at you. Oh, you know? Remember that time, 2007, yeah. you said this on Facebook and it's like, that's my biggest fear is that, you know, maybe some mistake or something foolish I said in high school was going to come back to bite me in my professional life when I'm yeah. simply just trying to improve and become a better person every day. Some people, you know, and it's funny because half the people that are on there are, are sinners themselves, you know, and they're, and they're just projecting their own insecurities well, onto these pro wrestlers because these pro wrestlers are, you know, people are that are successful or want to be treated like stars, you know. 
Well, that's that's one thing I've always said is that if you want to if you want to judge people by everything that's come out of their mouth since birth and go back in 15 years and things they said and stuff, as if you want to judge people like that, it's like look in the mirror and judge that person first, and we'll see if that person's even fit to judge others. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of hypocrites out there that have a voice, and we don't really know much about them. But we were talking about this the other day. It's like you know, like. I don't think I tweeted anything years and years and years ago that people can go back that was like any racially offensive or anything that would get me kicked off Twitter, right? But we've we've discussed this before. It's like I'm wondering if I'm tweeting stuff now that's accepted by this group of people because there was a lot of stuff oh, we did yeah. that was acceptable back then, right? I said, so here's my one thing. I'm like, you know, you can't call somebody quote-unquote retarded anymore. That, yeah. That's like an offensive thing. You just don't use that word, right? But, bro, it's like moron – imbecile and idiot are all three qualifications of mental retardation. If you're a moron, your IQ is 50 to 75. You're an imbecile is 25 to 50. You're an idiot is 0 to 25, right? And how many oh, times... These, have are, these called, are the real... These are the real... Yeah, real, this goes in okay, that's what it is. Oh. Okay, well... <laughs> so, I gotta um, know which one I'm using now. I'm just yeah. wondering... I'm just wondering <laughs> if those words are going to get blacklisted eventually... And 10 years from now, people are going to look back and say, oh, my God, you were called – look how insensitive or you were calling people idiots all the time on Twitter. Yeah, sorry, like, that's you know, my favorite like, word. <laughs> so, right, so, so we've been sitting there wondering, it's like, bro, should we just wipe our Twitter now? Like, should, should I wipe my Twitter clean and, and just start – should, should we just never talk again? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. So it's like it's, it's kind of weird, you know? But I think, I think everything goes in cycles. And eventually I think there will be a sort of a trend, you know, backwards into a more of an edgier kind of – you know, place where people can kind of speak more on it, but you never know. It might get more and more policed as time goes on. It might be an eventual infinity, you know, continuum of, of getting more and more PG. Brian, yeah, I, I, I heard that. Yeah, go ahead. No, I had one question. I was at um, the MLW show in Philly where you got to do the promo in the East W arena, kind of reminiscent of your dad's, you know, promo when he showed yeah. up lights yeah. on lights off and everything. And, What's the coolest moment you've had so far that's kind of like that, where you got to, you know, step into your dad's shoes and, and do something, you know, kind of along the lines of what he did? Well, I'll tell you what, it was it was definitely an honor to step in the ring with uh, with that Jushin Thunder Liger, you know, right. such a such a storied career and, and a hell of an athlete too. I think he's like sixty years old and he was in there running around with me and, and, and doing drop downs and leapfrogs and all that and you know, did his cartwheel kick and and, and stuff. And it, it's just it, it's amazing to get in the ring with somebody like that that at one time, you know, wrestled your you know, wrestled my father and and just I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking, but I know I was a lot was going through my head. It was a very special moment for me. But what was even cooler was that I was sharing the ring with a couple of the New Japan young lions, you know, a couple of the young boy students and just, you know, dealing with, with their fire and the energy that they had towards wrestling. There's clearly a reason they're in that group. You know, there's a, there's a reason that New Japan has, you know, four students in their developmental and, you know, WWE's got 90, right? You know, it's a lot more of an elite, it's an elite group of guys, you know. So to be able to one day say, oh yeah, I remember when, you know, Carl Fredericks was was a young lion and I wrestled him at this time. I'd be like, oh, okay, he might. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. 
And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Become a superstar one day, you know, so. What type of music do you listen to, Brian? You know, I listen to a lot. I've been listening to that new that new Weekend album. Right. I've always liked Weekend, Drake, you know, the, the cool rap stuff and uh, and different. You know, when I'm at the gym, I'll listen to some some alternative rock here and there, you know, some Pearl like cool. Jam. Pearl Jam. I like Pearl Jam, yeah, yeah. Right. So you like music from the 90s, rock from the 90s? Yeah, yeah. yeah rock you like classic 90s. rock too? 90s rap, classic rock, some songs. Uh, I like a lot of things. You know, I've never never listened to much country music, but every now and then there's like a very poppy country song that gets popular, you know, and everybody likes it. Well, so. I saw you bumping <laughs> Little Nas not too long ago, or what yeah. was his name? Little uh, Rodanen, the cowboy song? Oh, yeah. I'm going to take my horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Uh, um, but w- let me ask you a question. Do you listen more to modern music or like uh, old school music? Uh, I would say more so, I guess, more so like like that early 2000s kind of like era stuff. Like I wouldn't say super modern. I, basically, I listen to Spotify. Right. And Spotify kind of like has an algorithm on what songs I like. So it's a huge, right. you know, it's a huge variety of different stuff. But but sometimes the playlist will be more. It depends on what I'm doing, too. Usually I only listen to music when I'm working out. But, or right. I, like back when I was in school, if I was studying on the computer, I'd listen to like classical. Like I'd listen to like just straight up like pianos and shit. Like, like what we were listening to like, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I got like back when I was like focus on stuff. Right. Yeah. Do you play the piano? No, no. I played guitar in high school. We we had a guitar class, and I was also in the men's choir. Right. Choir in high school. We had the same teacher for both of those classes. So. Because MJF thinks he's a good singer, which I don't. Does he? I don't know. I've never heard him sing. Yes. Uh, yes, he's singing in the locker room. He's not a good singer. Uh, <laughs> him and there's some other guy. They think like they're the Backstreet Boys. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'll remember in a minute. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> yeah. If they could uh, sing, they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't be taking back bumps, would they? Yeah. Um, uh, one last thing that I wanted to ask you here before we let you go. Oh, no problem. Have a good time. What? What are your what is a uh, what is it that you want to do in the future, bro? In the in the business? Well, you know it's crazy. A lot of things have come my way really quick, and a lot of opportunities I would have never thought I'd have. You know, I would have never thought of, of the random chance that I would wrestle the first wrestling match at the comedy store ever. You know, me and Enzo wrestled in L.A. at the comedy store. That was a random. How was thing. that? Oh, it was awesome. You know, just the crowd and, and the way they received everything. We were the first match on the card, so. We our match was received quite well. When and was the this? Rest, the rest of the show went well too. This was on November twenty third. 
Yeah, so that's not that long ago. Yeah, it was a nice. Yeah, it was a good little deal. It was really, I was really excited for that, and I was more ex- excited with how it ended up coming out. You know, because it was a couple stand-up comics that put the show together. Like they're like some serious wrestling fans, so like they booked all the flights and got us all set up. Who uh, are the comedians' names? Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe is the right. main one. Yeah, right. Who? And then they have their group called the Store Horsemen. <laughs> it's like the Four Horsemen. That, that's the- tremendous. <laughs> but it was cool. They flew us out like a night early or a day early. Yeah. I watched one of the one of the stand-up things, and, and just like we were talking about earlier, these stand-up comics are just—they're so very dark with their humor. You know, they're they're allowed to say whatever the hell it is that they can really speak their mind because they're doing it from a place of comedy. And if you were to say that shit on social media, you know, you'd be immediately, you know, black. The thing about, thing about comedians is that the people don't realize that the object of the, of the comedy isn't just what, what comes out of the words that comes out of the comedian's mouth. Yeah. It's when you're at a comedy show, you like to look at the reactions of people when this guy's saying this stuff, you know, especially yeah. these days with comedy, you know, cause people get horrified. Like, like they're looking at each other, like they can't believe the guy said that, but that's, that's funny. Perfect. The yeah. reaction, they're, reactions to that are funny to the other people in the crowd you know so it's not like this like it's not like these things are saying like really bad things if yeah. they're saying these to, to needs this day and age to make people uncomfortable which because is what it, yeah because it's hard to, it's hard to get it's like harder and harder to get a pop you know it's right. harder and harder to get people to pop for shit so we got to start saying crazier and crazier shit just like we're doing crazier and crazier moves right exactly humans exactly. are just humans are so desensitized to just straight up entertainment in general you know, like I can't even sit down and watch Netflix anymore because video games exist. And it's like, oh, I could be moving my thumbs while I'm watching the screen. You know, it's like there's so many more triggers and stimuli that we're always competing with, you know. Um, so, OK, so you did the comedy store and that was one of the big things because I asked you, what are you looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What you want, now, do you have the trios title too, an MLW or the middleweight title? So I never had the middleweight title. We had the we had the we had the tag titles and the we tag titles was under a free bird rule. Right. And uh, but yeah, I think now that now that the Hart Foundation is kind of in limbo, it's just me oh, is that the wait a minute. Is that the one where they sent Teddy to jail and he left his uh he left his <laughs> yeah. thing? It's, okay, yeah. yeah. All right. But uh you know, with Teddy leaving the company, it's it's yeah. it's more. I guess it's, there's a lot of opportunity for me to start shining as a singles competitor. So I think that's something I want to you know set out to focus in MLW is really setting up my own pathway. Um, I've going I'm going to Qatar in February. And Tell I was, my Ali, I said hello. Yeah, He's yeah, the, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, no, Ali. He's Ali. I've been in touch with him. Yes, Ali, Ali. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, supposed to be going to Australia in April, but. There might be some conflict with a date or two, so I might have to get that cleared up. But, but no, just right now, uh, you know, I still have a year from, you know, another year with MLW. So I'm just learning and developing, and and, and I love the freedom we have, obviously, creatively to kind of, you know, help me help me along my way, but let me be myself, you know. So it's pretty cool. Right. How long have you been wrestling, Brian? So uh, my first match was December 31st, 2017. So wow. we're coming up on two years now. So. Bro, you've improved so much since the first time I got there. And I remember this is how smart Brian is, D.I. One time I was an agent for their match, and he was actually had a pad out, and he was taking notes. And uh, one of the smarter guys in the business, a lot of charisma, an incredible upside and tremendous future for, for Brian to me, a future superstar in the game. Brian, I'm so happy that you were here on the show, man. I know it's been a while. Uh, I've been telling you we would get you on sooner or later. 
Thank you for coming on. Let us know uh, where people can find you. Anything else you want to plug or anything? Hey, I appreciate you having me, Conan. And uh, followers, listeners, you guys can check me out on Instagram at flyingbrian41 and Twitter at flyingbrianjr. All right. So that's where I post all my all my witty takes and uh, I retweet Disco's stuff because okay. Know. <laughs> let, let, let me ask hey, you a question. You, you got to get those Mullet Club T-shirts made. Those was those was. Uh, I know. I, well, I know. I know. Ricky Morton has made them before, and I didn't want to oh, copy. Really? Rick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't he know did them way back when. Yeah. Well, bro, nobody remembers that. Just yeah, told yeah, Ricky, yeah. "Hey, man, I'm gonna do this out of respect." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see you. I'll buy you a drink and a lap yeah. dance, and he's yeah. probably. Gonna be cool. No, he's the man. <laughs> Conan, let me tell you a little bit about decent.com. Right. And I know a lot of professional wrestlers, okay, and people that are out trying to make it on the indies and stuff and thing. I know a lot of people like this are probably, you know, listening to our podcast. We have a right. lot of fans, we have you know people that are in the business. It's D E C E N T dot com. Right. Based out of Austin, Texas, <laughs> and they're offering ACA compliant health insurance plans for up to forty percent below market value. That's what we're looking for here, people. Price shopping, okay? At a time when you have been self-insured, it's hard to find out something but affordable and reputable. But that's what Decent.com offers. Decent offers health insurance plans that will cover you when and where you need it. Pre-existing conditions are covered. No questions asked. Which is, su- which is super important, bro, because that was one of the main problems that I had. I had a pre-existing condition. They're like, yeah, you're not available. And I was like, well, who gets insurance until they're actually usually hurt? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Well, check yeah. this out. Okay. And there's a lot of risk involved in professional wrestling. You know, with, with, their, with the, their standard plans, you right. get unlimited off office visits, 24-7 phone access, and more. Virtual plans with unlimited virtual visits are now available as well. Get the referrals and prescriptions that you need right over the phone. Sometimes people, you don't even have to leave your home for Decent.com. So if you're in that Austin, Texas area, or if you're just interested to learn more about what Decent has to offer, and they're more affordable yet ACA-compliant health insurance plans, check them out at Decent.com. That's D-E-C-E-N-T.com. And boy, what a great product this this company is uh, giving us here. Yeah, and that's very a smart thing to do because unless you're in a big company, it's going to be covering your medical costs. If, God forbid, something happens and you do get hurt and now you got to pay for it, you don't want to be going on to GoFundMe and shit like that. You know, have your insurance. Boom. So check check out Decent.com.
You guys ready for the mailbag? One thou, uh, boom. Right. The first one, this obviously for Conan. It's from Justin Kempel. The subject is L.A. Park and Rouge in AAA. What's up, guys? I decided to email and ask this question instead of waiting for the inconsistent Kevin Kleinrock to fill us in. Conan, can you explain the L.A. Park and Rouge angle in AAA to us in non-Spanish-speaking fans? That's actually a great question. We, we have already recorded the, the Massive Public Minute. <clears throat> You were talking about how for months that the angle's been building up and you never got it. I was going to ask you, what was that angle? So I guess here's, here's an email asking the question now. Yeah. Well, it's actually been for years. Okay. So uh, L.A. Park is a guy that's an indie wrestler, super, super over legend. Uh, you worked with him in WCW. Um, and uh, Or he used to be called La Parka. Right. He used to be called La Parka. He's the original La Parka. Mm-hmm. And then Roosh was the number one heel in CMLL. And every time they would bring Park into Arena Mexico, him and Roosh would just kill it. You know, it was like like their fight looked for real and everybody else's shit looked, you know, like wrestling, right? So, which is kind of what I used to do. One of my biggest uh, rivals called Perro Aguayo. You'd see Rey Mysterio and Juventud and all these other guys flying, but you'd see us fighting. And there was like an extra sense of emotion and drama there. So every time Park would go to Arena Mexico, the place would get sold out. And they wanted to do a hair versus mass match for like two years. And CMLL wouldn't do it. I don't know the reason why. And so on the Indies, they took that fight to the Indies and it was really hot. So... We brought Rush and L.A. Park to AAA, okay? So L.A. Park and Rush, who were supposed to do a mass versus hair match that everybody was waiting for, when they saw Rush and L.A. Park come to AAA, the first thing everybody thought was, wow, A is going to do this mass versus hair match we've been waiting for. What did I do? I put them together. And now everybody's mad because they're like, where's the fucking hair versus mass match? So now I put these two guys that were enemies, super heels together, I added the fucking Kevin Cross, who's a fucking animal. And then I added myself that I've always been like the top heel in AAA, but I'm just going to be just there every now and then. I'm not going to be all the time because I don't need to be seen. But um, so that's basically what I did. I put these two guys that were about to do a hair versus mask match, and I put them together in a super heel group with Kevin Cross and Rush's dad called Bestia del Ring. Okay, cool. Which I don't think you understood because you were listening to other shit while I said it. But uh, hopefully, um, what's the guy's name? Ship for Brains, did he say? Justin Kempel. Yeah. Uh, uh, Justin Kempel. Okay, the next one is from Luke Smith. <clears throat> Subject is Ray Doko. 
the Ray doc, I guess a Ray documentary. Did you guys watch the chance to get a chance to watch a Ray documentary, the Ray WWE documentary? I really enjoyed it. WWE always does an awesome job at these. Thanks for the tremendous content. Merry Christmas to you all. Did you watch it? Luke Smith, by the way. I didn't even know there was one out. So yeah, I don't. I don't watch it. I mean, bro, you want, Luke, you, you gotta. You, Luke, Luke that's said, actually a dumb question. Yeah, you but, gotta know that if I'm not even watching <laughs> Raw and SmackDown and stuff, that I would not be watching the Ray documentary. Okay, it's well, football season, so. He should he should know that I'm kind was of that, uh, was that even on a TV show wherever it was Luke if you can send it to me I would like to see it I guess on the network which yeah. part you don't have oh god I refuse to read the next one all right what the next one's from Michael I'll read it even though he's uh, been blocked by me on Twitter it's from Mike Holder subject is still announcer. oh nice yeah. subject is still here what's up guys so I heard last week's episode first Conan thanks for the shout out and in two weeks tickets will be sent. Also, thanks oh, for the well wishes on my nuptials. Disco, how dare you try to besmirch my name? Aren't you the same individual that continuously defended the bitch-made KG but is definitely wrong, not taking constructive criticism by Conan? That shows to your character, doesn't it, Buglebeak? Oh, thanks for the content, yeah. as always. Happy wow. He went all in. Marriage hasn't softened him at all. No, it has. His, his wife's got to be the most miserable person in the United States of America. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll say that. that. That's right. tremendous. Mike, next, thanks for the tickets. Yeah. God bless your wife. <laughs> um, the next is from Adam. <clears throat> is right. Wait one second. Oh, Very nice. And the other Jay Brome with all good. The subject, the subject is WrestleMania 36 predictions and rumors. Around Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This time of year, one thing that always happens is Conan invites me to his home to watch I a bunch don't. of Christmas films because we're best friends. Whoa, I don't. His favorite of all time is Home Alone. Home Alone, oh, number two, to Home Alone 2. But what also happens around the time of year are predictions rumors about what will headline WrestleMania. So what do you think will be the match that headlines the show? One match that seems to have been teased, at least via social media stuff, was Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. Do you think this is a possible match? P.S. I was only joking. Conan actually prefers Home Alone 3. That's a lie. Nobody, he can do another kazoo on these terrible no, Nobody films. prefers Home Alone 3. Um, CM Punk versus Seth Rollins is a possible sub, uh, match. I don't think it's the main event, though. Uh, I, I, can see, I, 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 I can see Punk doing a big payday for one match. Easy. Yeah, but, you know? I mean, I guess that's one of them. You'd have to imagine that um, if Ronda Rousey comes back, you could possibly have Ronda and Becky. I mean, I don't know if that's a if huge Ronda main... Rousey came back, didn't she just get a pregnant or something like no, that? No, she no, never, she never got knocked uh, off. I'm going to send you guys, speaking of that, I'm going to send you guys a nice little clip from Shell Sonnen. About five minutes. Right. Uh, and it says, I think the title of the clip was, Amanda Nunez will never be a star. Right. Oh. Which echoes my correct prediction again, 
right? As uh, as you and Shane and all the other schmucks that uh, try to challenge me uh, were wrong, and I was right again. She's not a star, and right. uh, she'll sign and agrees. So continue. There's a uh, interesting article that says um, the top. The, there's a betting favorite match to headline WrestleMania right now. Have you seen this headline, Di? Who is it? The Rock, oh, the Rock versus Roman. Reigns. The Rock versus Roman Reigns, and I mean that would be WrestleMania esque. Unlike, mm-hmm. I don't think Punk Rollins or Becky versus Ronda again would really capture the imagination like Reigns versus The Rock would. All right, the next one's from CJ Manuel. Subject is desperate times, desperate measures. C1, sign up on Patreon already. The KG Snowflake Meltdown era and the following burial episodes are worth the price of mission low. C, oh, I guess it's compliment one. He puts C1, okay? C, that's not even a compliment. That's a, I guess it is a compliment. Compliment two. Disco Inferno in a program during WrestleMania season as a wrestler and Romero manager is a no-brainer. Uh, the question is, with ratings for AEW and WWE continuing to underwhelm, who do you think would hire Vince Russo as a consultant first? Should you the company reach out even if out of desperation? I fuck with K100 because you always keep 100. Boom. CJ Manuel. First of all, uh, the, the, neither AEW or AWW or hire Vince, but uh, they don't need to hire Vince. So all they got to do is listen to a sh- raw review each week. I where he think, just basically uh, he, he gives unpaid consultant. I mean, he, you know, he tells everything he would do. He does, you know, just gives. He, he basically does it for free. He, and he's and he's an idiot that thinks he, he should get paid to do that. And he's doing it for for, for on his uh, Well, actually, it's not free. He's, he's doing it on Patreon. But other people can pay to listen to it. So I think uh, that uh, WWE would be the first to hire him. If the question is who would be the first to hire him, AEW or WWE? I don't think AEW and I think AEW and Cody really uh, don't like Vince or his fans, of which. C.J. Emanuel is one because I've heard him on the brand, so he's definitely a, uh, a Russo fan as well. Really? Yeah. Next is from P. Alberto Sanchez, and the subject is question. Hey, people, I'll let you decide your own gender pronouns. <laughs> That's tremendous. Heard you heard? I heard you mention last week that Cody used to watch Comedy Central roasts. With that being said, what was your opinion on the Chris Benoit joke that Jimmy Kimmel said on the Flavor Flav roast about a month after the tragedy happened? Here's a link to save Joe some trouble finding it. So do you want to put the link up for that? That's awesome. Do you have it, Joe? Yeah. Okay, keep up the good work. I've upgraded my Patreon subscription. Conan, please do not go on Houston. Oh, this is great. Conan, please do not. If it's not in capital letters, go on Houston. You don't have to worry about that, P. Alberto Sanchez. (laughs) That's never happening, no matter what. Uh, Go ahead. Flavor Flav is responsible for more homeless black children than Hurricane Katrina. At the end of the night tonight, um, we're going to hold you down and give you a vasectomy, just for the good of the human race. It's Chris tremendous. Benoit is a better father than Flavor Flav. <laughs> Flav, I don't know. Okay, so, all right, so that's a joke. So what is it? What was the question? Let me see this again. The well, the, was, the, the punchline was Chris Benoit is a better father than Flavor Flav. What was your opinion on the Chris Benoit joke that Jimmy said in the flag about a month after the tragedy happened? My opinion was it was a joke. Yeah. It's a roast. It's a, it's a roast and it's a joke. It's like, you know, it's like, is he trying to ask us if, we're, if we were outraged? I guess, right, because the, the fans, cause the fans reacted like that. They're like, oh, Ooh, yeah, right, you know, right. like, they couldn't, yeah. yeah but guy. that's L.A. and those are snowflakes. Boom. Yeah. You guys are like this next one. It's from Ryan G. Subject is mailbag. Um, I just saw the Twitter video of Teddy Hart calling out Kevin Gill for owing him money. Yeah. Conan or Disco, do you need, know any details about the situation? Thanks, Joe, for the, this post. And for the updates on the Facebook page. Now, now KG, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know what posted first. But KG had a post on his Twitter that said, Fun fact, 
I don't know any wrestlers any money. That's not true. Okay. Because I, I saw that literally like the next day, I saw Teddy Hart post that video say KG owes him two hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. say, okay. So are there other wrestlers that KG owes money that you know of? Yes. Who? I don't know their names because they sent them to me through fate through um my messages, but there's some oh, you guys. Got messages that, from people. Yeah, they're like, hey, did you know so, that so KG? Read, 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 read the message, but don't tell us who said it. I would have anonymous. Let me find it because. Okay. Because, um, but let me tell you more or less, just so you know. Some of the message I got, like one guy sent me this thing. He goes, "Hey, I have a friend that can give you all the details of why Kevin Gill was kicked out of the um, ICP, right, yeah. and why he no longer books for them, right." But I just thought that was petty. It's like we buried right. the guy enough, okay? Yeah. So I didn't really bring him on the well, show. He buries himself. Then, right. Then some other guy was like, hey, man, you know, he made me go to the show, and he said he was going to pay me this money, and he paid me if, we want me if you want me to, I'll go on the show. And I thought, again, bro, this just kind of petty. Like, people are going to be get over the guy, so which we are. One we time just, was brisket, so you don't really have to beat a dead horse. Right. So, you know, I get comments like that of guys that, you know, I guess they read shit Kevin said or they, you know, we bury it. <laughs> like, so they want to come like, on the show. Every single week have a Kevin Gill's burial segment right. because that's how many people have been <laughs> It would be very popular. <laughs> I think we should have one just for old time's sake. I should let one come on. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Instead of a train wreck show, should we get to everybody to have beef with KG? Uh, still the right. Yeah. That'll be <laughs> we, that might yeah. be good. If but, you uh, have had any beefs or KG owes you money or something that uh, uh, send in your claim, we may have a KG train wreck show. Yes. Okay. But, but yeah, he, he, he tweeted that in response to the video because I know the video was sent to me. And then I saw the, okay. that, that Illumination Twitter guy retweeted it and was like, we condemn KG for owing Teddy Hart right. money or something. So, and tagged him in it. So once he saw that, he probably responded. Interesting. Because I, I thought he tweeted the other one like a day before. Um, the next one is from uh, Joe Troller. Right, subject is second. <clears throat> the subject is bitch ass CM Punk backstage. <laughs> hey guys, just seen my Batista clip up on YouTube, so it got me thinking. Do you guys have any backstage stories about CM Punk? I can't stand that bitch made wimp. So if you guys have any stories about him backstage being an asshole, getting put in his place by the other guys, we all need to hear it. Oh, and Disco, props for the Primus pick last week. Oh, by the way, everybody's been critical of my. Uh, Song picks. I played My Name is Mud by Primus, which yes. is one of my favorite uh, videos growing up on MTV. All right. Uh, and I got, a lot of, I got some compliments for that. But Joe Prochol is a Primus fan, so I don't know what to think about that. Uh, you worked with I, Punk in... Punk was uh, always fine in, in Impact. Yeah. He was, I was fine with the guy. He spoke with mine. Like, you know, he was kind of like a... He hadn't really made it yet. You know, this is 2003. Yeah, no, no, no. He had yeah. not made it at all. Yeah. Ring he of Honor. Just, yeah. He done stuff with the, like, But... Yeah, I, I don't. Other than everybody knows that the, I I didn't see it, but the fight he had the fight with him and Teddy Hart. Yeah, right. you know, I was I there. Know. You were right there. I was there you, for yeah. that, and, yeah. and I remember that Teddy brought Sabu because he thought other guys were going to jump in, and um, I think he actually flew him in from somewhere, and uh, <laughs> and then the other thing I remember CM Punk is he came up to me backstage. I don't know if you were with me that day, Di, but he came back up to me backstage like right when he was getting hot so i would say what when was when was it that he did the pipe bomb thing like in what year 20, uh, 2011 yeah so probably two years maybe a year before that and he came up to me and he goes hey man do you remember me from impact i'm seeing punk and i go yeah i remember you you're samoa joe's friend and he was like yeah cool and 
uh, we haven't had much interaction after that. Wait, wasn't there something that may, correct me if I'm wrong? I thought I remember this from the old MLW radio. Right. Didn't mm-hmm. he come up to you at a WWE show and say something about um because you were on MLW radio saying, "Hey, I think he's dating AJ Lee," but it wasn't public yet. And I could have swore I remember hearing something. No, he didn't tell that. me that. No, okay. he never. He never stepped to me about that. Okay. He just. He just came and he asked me if I remembered him from Impact. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I do remember you, which okay. I did. Just like Seth Rollins came up to me and he was like, hey, do you know that I wrestled LAX when you were in LAX? And I go, no, I do not remember that. <laughs> and I actually went and I looked for that match and it was true. Uh, you know, so, yeah. Next one's from Urbano Solis. Uh, the subject is Bush did 9-11. Hey, came, hey, come 100 crew. The following questions are for Conan. I was watching some old Lucha Libre matches and came across a match versus hand match between Pero Aguayo uh, and yourself. On this match, you lost your mask, but what really got my attention was a kid that jumped into the ring after the match. When you took off your mask, this kid was doing everything possible to cover your face. My question is, was this kid supposed to jump into the ring? The commentator seemed lost and just referred to him as your little brother. Was he really your little brother? Thanks for your time, gentlemen. No, he was my little brother, and the commentators knew exactly what was going on because I told them that, you know, this kid was going to go in and to say that he was my little brother from Miami and he was wearing a Conan mask. So when I lost my mask, he took off his mask and then he went and he took off my ma- my mask and then he covered my face because he didn't want nobody to see my face. And that really got me over with the crowd. Wait, so were you a heel or baby face then? I was a baby face. Before the match? Yeah, before the match. That would actually, you know what? If you were a heel, yeah, that would have been a better spot. For yeah. a heel to do a double turn at the end, it was weird. Let me tell you what was weird about that match, though. I was a baby face, but I was wrestling Perro Aguayo, who was like a mega over legend, even though he was a heel. So think like a Ric Flair was, you know what I'm saying? Well, like Hogan, Hogan in his heel days. Yeah, well, I would go more Ric Flair. Okay. And so he was like Ric Flair heel where people loved him. Right. I was. I had almost like a double whammy. I was a baby face, but I was facing a Mexican. I'm not. You know, I'm a foreign baby face facing a Mexican who's a legend. So a lot of people were with him. So what I did is I wasn't sure if people were going to, because uh, back at that time when I lost my mask, people only lost their mask usually if they were going to get out of the business and they were getting a payday. Because if you lost your mask, usually your your fame went down. So I wasn't sure if people were going to take to me or not. So I used every little trick that I could to turn the people with me, including using this kid who I said was my brother, but he wasn't. Hey, Joe, I got a, I got a story for you. Uh, Conan um, confided uh, something to me, and I don't really want to talk about it, but I think we can really help him out. Oh, yeah? What's going on? Well, Conan has um, has had performance issues in uh, with his wife. Where you told me oh. that correct, Conan? Yeah. Incorrect. Incorrect, uh, but continue. Okay, well, if anybody is going through what Conan uh, is claiming he's not, where if you're with your girl and it just didn't happen, right. okay, but I want you to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. So you remember the days when you are always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Mm-hmm. So Blue Chew is the same ingredients. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill. They can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you can benefit from more confidence when it counts, 
Blue Chew is a fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Now listen to this. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. So you don't have to go to the doctor and, you know, and get a prescription to have that uncomfortable conversation with him. You can do this all online. Mm-hmm. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. And right now, for all the callers, or for all our listeners, excuse me, we've got a special deal. Visit BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-C-H-E-W.com. And it's your first shipment free right now. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipping free when you use our special promo code K100. That's K and the number is 100. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BLUECHU.com, promo code K100 to try it for free. BlueChew is a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And I'm a user, and trust me, it works. Yo, keep it up. Use Bluetooth. Boom. And now it's time once again for the Disco Inferno song pick of the week. Yeah. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Disco's favorite segment of the show, the Master Public Minute. What it do, Kevin? Boom. Uh, it's good to be back. You know, I'd just like to thank the uh, three or, you know, four people that tweeted asking, uh, you know, where I was and wanting the segment. Because, you know, they say that in customer service, if the voice of one person, you know, equals like a million people or, you know, uh, a thousand uh, people. No, no, no. You're not going to put yourself over here. No. Uh, to let, it, let everybody know why you were gone. So we have, like, you know, let, let us know why you were gone this past week. Oh, uh, my daughter uh, had surgery, uh, spinal fusion surgery, fun stuff. And then uh, this week, my son's having foot surgery. So it's just been a little bit busy. So uh, I, I will say this. They're definitely best best get get well wishes to your kids. But I'm not sure if those are ex- uh, legitimate excuse absences, to be honest. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. Um, there could have been a period of time where you had a Skype set up and or had the phone set up and could have like coordinated time with us that you would have been free like maybe so, during the surgery. Well, he wanted you to break so, away yeah. from spinal surgery and, and well, do the show. Yeah. What, what, what I'm hearing here is that D.I. really feels like this is his favorite segment of the show and should not be skipped every week. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate that, D.I. I'm going to add you to the list of people that said nice things about me while I was gone. Oh, no, no, getting the visible dolls back on for Christmas. Well, now, I mean, now he's, he's getting on the good list here, yeah. so maybe. What's up, D.I.? Nothing, just keep continuing right. with the show. All right. All right. Well, uh, but so, I, I, I didn't consider those legitimate excuses. Okay. Well. Yeah, just in my opinion. All right. Uh, so uh, lots has gone on since last uh, last we we talked. I got a but... I got a broken foot at work. I was there. I was playing football in the afternoon. I was at work that night in a walking boot. Okay, and I wore, And the, the night my my father passed away, I still worked. 
Okay, so I, it's like you know, I, I'm, I'm very glad that you. So are. like you, you millennials like choose everything like <laughs> any any excuse to take I've off. I think a millennial. You know, so that'd be like you know. But so. would you say you have a millennial mindset? <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. I he sells wrestling masks for a living. For God, I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> all right well now that you've, you've eaten up my time to talk about half this stuff uh let's uh i guess let's let's jump into uh the uh the big triple a show from uh last weekend uh your uh guerra de titanis show uh guerra de titanis oh the, the war of the type yes in english yes okay which uh, your you know your your boy Killer Cross um, did make an appearance. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we can start there. Um, Cross uh, going on a tear in Triple A again. Uh, he got the pin for his team uh, over uh, Willie Mack, Murder Clown, Pagano, and Puma King. And oh, then the main event there. That was not the main event. Oh, but, How, but they got a decent match high up on the card, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah but I consider, I consider him another FSW guy. That's why I, I, I saw Willie do a lot of his work. Yeah, uh, and but it, at the end of the show, maybe even more important than that singular victory. Well, even before that, if you remember, before that he attacked Pentagon and Phoenix. Oh yeah, so after his match, but be before the final of the show, uh, while Pentagon and Phoenix uh, did retain their tag team titles. They uh, Pentagon had some choice words uh, about Conan, and uh, if Conan kept sticking his nose in his business, and in the end, uh, Cross maybe gave him, gave him a little bit of a beatdown for it. Uh, but um, at the very, very end of the show, and you had Vampiro one too, which uh, <laughs> Rob <laughs> Viper had a had a uh, or it was it Rob Viper or Lucha Blog? Lucha Blog, I think, had a, a fun quote about. Uh, uh, nobody coming to rescue Vampiro oh, and uh, Vampiro having no friends. Um, yeah. But in the end, the new Triple uh, A in Gobernadores. What a great way to to like bury the release of of uh, of, Coney, of Vampiro's documentary. <laughs> it's like, bro, like Vampiro literally the day before tweeted like his the, the release of his new documentary and. <laughs> It's usually like when people go on shows to yeah, promote their stuff. And it, <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> you, bury, you bury the guy the day after his documentary was released. That's hysterical. That was not intentional whatsoever, huh? No. Go ahead, uh, uh, Kevin. Anyway, the brand new, I would argue, lead Rudo heel faction in AAA, the Ingobernables of AAA, are... Rush, Rush's father, Bestia del Ring, L.A. Park, Conan, and Killer Cross. Now that that's quite a faction. Yeah, the best part here's the best part about that whole group. <clears throat> People are like, "Oh, well, you're the book, you know, smart fans. <clears throat> you're the book, or what are you doing in in there? You're trying to get their shine." Uh, People are mad because they wanted to see L.A. Park versus Rush. You mm-hmm. know, they've been building that up for like I don't know how many years, and they're not going to get to see that. Uh, and and then you're putting to me the two best heels in Mexico together, so they're getting a lot of heat. And the the main thing I made sure is because you know L.A. Park is mega over. People uh, act like he's the top baby face. I said, bro, if we act cool N.W.O. style on the sly, this is not gonna work, and we're gonna take all the heat from the baby faces. We have to be heels. And there's a part when we're in the ring and some people start chanting 
Rush's name. And he goes, I don't want your fucking applause. Shut the hell up, you know, and everybody started to boo. So good. That's what we want. We want to get real heat, you know. Well, now, let me ask. Here's, here's the way you do that. Yeah. If for and th- this is the bro. Bobby Heenan is like a uh, like a perfect example of like if you just want if you just want to go straight heel, just just ever just act like Bobby Heenan. He's constantly angry. He's never a nice guy to be around. He's always constantly just insulting people left. Bro, that that's like all you. That's what you got to do. It's like the cool heel doesn't work these days. You know, like hey, saying cool things and stuff. You got to be like Bobby Heenan again because like just. Have people just done? I don't like that guy. You know, right, <laughs> so right. you got to be like that. You know? Right, right. <clears throat> um, let me ask you a question though, because I like to address <sighs> rumors uh, right. on this show. Wait, so one wait, of the... We're not done with the show. Show the clip, Joe. Do you have a clip from that show? Conan had some explaining to do about this. Yes. Right. Yeah, this is from a AAA TV tape because I saw it on Twitter being uh, reposted. So Conan needs to explain this. This is booked by Conan, by the way. Anybody watching on video? All right, so the guy jumps into the senton, and the table doesn't break. Right. Conan directs. Now, here's you directing him to go do it again. No, I, I'm telling him to do a splash, and he does a fucking senton again. <laughs> okay, so, okay, wait a minute. So this and if you notice, but, ends up doing a splash and does it. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah. said, so what are you saying to him right there after you did the, after you did the well, What the fuck again? are you doing, bro? I told you to do a splash, <laughs> and now I'm telling <laughs> Park to do a splash. Fineark, <laughs> you get to see this. Bro, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Well, I, but I, but I do, you know, not to not to put Conan over or whatever. But uh, I do like the fact that Conan at least went back to try to beat him down some more because I, you know well, we talk start, about it all the time. Yeah, talk about stop. What? It's going on. It's ending up on Botchamania. Don't try to put like you know. Well, you're, you're trying to. I'm not. Like, I'm saying I think that there's <laughs> there's still too many times. It's very easy in lucha matches, but even in, you know all over the place. We're trying to put Teflon on a block of wood. Okay, okay it's like right, we're moving necessary. on. We're, it's, going we're, we're, it's not going to okay. repeat the result. We're, we're moving on. So anyway, my question to you, Conan, is the rumor out there is that the reason that there will be no Rouge versus LA Park feud is because some way, somehow, CMLL has the ability to block that mask versus hair yeah, mask. Let, let me tell you one thing. I can absolutely categorically which probably the same word one million thou wow guarantee you that is not the case all right you heard it there uh watch just watch where this is going people always jump to conclusions as always they don't know what the fuck's going on just watch what's going on it's like sometimes i'll read from uh i i like to go a lot like once a week to lucha blog uh because they get all these like uh, interviews and stuff that sometimes I don't have time to look for, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll look at recaps that, that they'll put a triple A, and I'm like, bro, that's not what's happening. First of all, have somebody that understands Spanish explain to you the fucking promos in the ring because the promos in the ring are done to tie in the storylines. So they're like, well, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Bro, they just gave a promo of why it was happening. You know what I'm saying? But I can guarantee you that CMLL has nothing to do with this. Just watch where it goes. Were you a fan or were you not a fan of the big Mommy Maravilla match when the big fat guys came in and uh, danced for her? I, well, so first of all, well, let's take a step back. Uh, that match universally praised. Uh, you know, I, I think going in, you know, you, people love uh, Big Mommy. She's amazing, uh, you know, uh, for her size, her ability. Uh, Lady Maravilla has really started to come into her own over the last year. 
Um, but I, we have not historically in Lucha Libre, I think, seen a ton of great uh, women's you know, hair versus hair, big stakes matches. Uh, and, and this one really seemed to deliver uh, on every level, including uh, Maravilla getting the complete head shave. There's no dancing around the head shaving there. Uh, it was a really strong match that, that, that really put a nice end to this feud uh, that's been built over the last the last year. So, um, and that's just not me talking. I mean, that's universally kind oh, of. Oh no, bro! Uh, Let me tell you, there was great drama in that match, great emotion. I love the part at the end where mommy's crying of joy, the other one's crying in defeat, being hugged by Kata, who's her best friend, and you know, and it was just a great. And then mommy, and then and then uh, before the show. Uh, what's this girl's name? Um, Big Mommy telling uh, Hamburguesa, yeah. I don't want you to get into my match. Because of you, we lost the title. Because of you, we're no longer dating. Do not get into the match. Okay? And then when the time was right and everybody wanted him to come into the match, he came in and that was perfect. So that was a very good, very good match, very good ending, very good everything. Yeah, and I think that, too, you know, we've talked a lot of times in, in pro wrestling about the certain matches where a loss can also elevate you. And I think that the way that the, this Maravilla angle has been played, uh, you know, she took the loss, but she just came right back out. She's like, this is just going to, you know, motivate me more. And I'm still going to be a Ruta. I'm not, I'm not changing my stripes here. I'm, I'm here to, to, you know, be even more badass and, and get back on track. And right. I we were talking, the whole we were, thing came, came together really well. Right. Before you came on the, uh, uh, with us for this segment, me and Disco were talking about that in the Colby Usman fight. You know, mm-hmm. the guy that lost got over just as much as the guy that won. That was the purpose of that thing. Hamburguesa's moreover, Maravilla's moreover, Mami's moreover, and the strippers are over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, so uh, one of the other kind of, I don't know, not necessarily surprises, but one of the newsworthy notes coming out of the show was uh, Sin Cara. Uh, the most recent WWE Sin Cara had left WWE, had got his release granted, uh, and showed up um, using the name Sin Cara, though he's already announced now that he's going to be changing his name. Um, rumor out there that basically he had given up his last paycheck from WWE to be able to get rid of his no-compete Super Lucha has reported that. I don't know if that's the, really the case or not, um, but that was a, a little bit of a surprise. And so it um, uh, looks like plans are for, for him to be a, a, a at least semi-main event, uh, if not higher, uh, part of AAA moving forward next year. Well, he was a huge surprise, and I just don't know. I got to see what his name, because there's still a lot of value in the Sincara name, and he was asking me about it, and I go, We'll ask them if you can use it or pay for them to use it. If not, just put, instead of S, put a C and it's Sin Cara. But we can still monetize that name because he was like, I want to be Cinta de Oro. And for, for those of you that don't know, he's from Juarez. That's why he came into Pagano's match because Pagano's from Juarez. So he came to help Pagano because they're homeboys. But in Juarez, Cinta de Oro is a mega idol. But in Juarez, nobody knows him outside of Juarez. I go, bro, that doesn't help me nationally, you know. And then he just went and he changed it. So I still got to talk to him and see what we're going to do now. You know what I'm saying? Well, the other thing I, I thought it was interesting, I was reading uh, also on Lucha Blog. Uh, right. th- there seems to be somebody else that already has a trademark for that name in Mexico. Uh, so but like I said, other... we can make a derivative of it, change it from six. Sure. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like L.A. Park did. What was the big difference between L.A. Park and Park or one letter? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I just thought Ruben uh, had a pretty good idea. Uh, Police Gavin uh, Zamora? 
please scan it some more. We're now lived in Las he, Vegas. He died. He is the disco's neighbor. Maybe maybe they could go bike riding together. Yeah, that three man uh, bike with Jeff Cobb. Yes. Uh, but so, you know, before he was uh, in WWE, he was incognito. Right. And then in WWE, he was Sin Cara. So right. we were suggested Sin Cognito. Right. Could that be. Pretty clever. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of, uh, of WWE, uh, it seems like once again, they're, they're kind of starting to maybe push a little bit of the, the Latino talent. Uh, uh, Angel Garza, the new cruiserweight champion uh, right. as of last week. And I saw right. you put out a congratulatory tweet to him. Right. Uh, Andrade and uh, Umberto Carrillo are back with their feud, and and they had uh, they were just on the pre-show of the TLC pay-per-view, but a lot of people thought that was one of the best matches of the night. Um, and uh, it did you like maybe... see the did you see the WWE pay-per-view, uh, uh, Kevin? I did not. Okay, go ahead. I just saw I saw some some highlights of it, but I did not. Uh, Is there, what what would be the most? I didn't see it, and neither did they. What would be the biggest news coming out of that pay-per-view? A lot of people got really, uh, not to say really, but a lot of people got banged up. Uh, you know, uh, they have this TLC pay-per-view, right? Where right. every year, it's, called, it's almost like the Hell in a Cell thing, right? It's right. like they have it time for a certain time of the year. And unlike back in the day where you built to a gimmick match and it had it played into the feud, you know, steel cage because the guy would run away or this or that or whatever. Now you have to kind of pigeonhole yourself into these matches, and then you've got this TLC pay per view where you got you know having ladder matches where people are you know trying to trying to uh, I don't remember if it was uh, Meltzer and Alvarez or, or or John Pollock and Wei Ting, but somebody was making a point that I was listening to the other day about how you know there, there's so many really great ladder matches now that you really have to go out there and. And Kill yourself a lot, yeah. yeah just yeah. to try to get the crowd to even care. Well, why, and, why are you, you know, listening to those guys? Because I enjoy hearing well, news. A, and I'd, I'd like to say this, Kevin. I don't. So one of my, one of my favorite names is Wei Ting. Okay, Wei that is one thousand percent one of my favorite names. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, everybody keeps talking about like you know, like you made a statement. They they talk about all these great ladder matches these days. But just no, not these with, days. Historically. Historically. Okay. Yeah. And that, like these days, because every, like there's there's only so many things you could do out there that make sense, you know. And like as they start getting into the, you know, we, we keep having these things, you keep like the this every year, and and people are just coming up with stuff that just looks ridiculous, you know, just just because they want to do stuff that hasn't been done before, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing stuff that's not safe, and it's just because you think that that's what you have to do in these matches, because well, like you kind of almost have to now because they've seen. So- They've seen it all, bro. And everybody just—I'll give you an example. In Mexico now, if you throw a tope, just a normal tope, people don't give a fuck unless it's somebody very overweight or somebody that you wouldn't expect do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you got to do a tope with a flip, turn yourself on fire in midair, like the drink a beer, porch, right? Drink a beer. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, uh, fist fuck somebody. I mean, you know, that hey. it's like it's just become like that now, you know? Yeah. And he put the girls out there doing this stuff, and they're, they're, just, they're just trying to top the guys. Right. Well, and it's like, what, what are you guys doing out here? Because, bro, it's there's like, so much. Awful. I, I remember, yeah. look, I, I'm going to tell you this. When I first met Sabu, I was like, bro, you're not going to be able to walk around normally when you're older. Why are you doing this stuff? And the main thing that he told me, which I could understand, he goes, look at my size. Because if I don't do something different, I'm not going to stand out, you know, which is what, you know, good, bad and different. That did work for him. And that's the thing now. Like I have a lot of wrestlers, Kevin, that they send me tapes. Or they'll, you know, they'll, and they all do the same shit. Everything Phoenix does, everything Laredo does, half the shit the Young Bucks do. I go, bro, show me something that, thir- I got 30 other guys that do that on my roster. I need guys, yeah. Nino Hamburguesa, that is different. Mr. Iguana, who's different, you know. You got to be different. Pentagon Phoenix. So that's what I look for now more than anything. Because everybody sees that something works, let's all do that. Oh, the La Parca thing works. Let's do something with bones on my 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 uh, thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of people. It's easier to copy or mm-hmm. be heavily in, do your own original shit, and that's what sets you apart. I think. Well, mm-hmm. plus a lot of the original shit these people come up with just don't make it make a lick of sense out there. You, well, see, you was- see the difference between like like green guys and veterans. Now, yeah. let me ask you a question, Kevin. When you hear that, does that sound to you like oh, bitter old guy, or do you think I have a point? Oh no, I, I think you have a point completely, and I think that I think that look, the, the, everything has been done before, and it's a matter of how do you yourself come up with a new way to present something different and original. And I think also, you know, to 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 Di's points before, it's like it, 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 to me, honestly, especially you know when it comes to the lucha sometimes, and and because of the lack of of traditional psychology, uh, you know you. You get, you're going to see guys that are going out there and they're destroying high spot after high spot after high spot. And let um, me throw one more thing, Kevin. Let me add this little thing in there. And not just uh, the uh, not having psychology, just a lot of young, untrained or semi-trained or not well-trained talent. Oh, a yeah. plethora of that in this business, which there was no way you could get away with that 20 years ago. You know what I'm no, saying? No, and that's whether it's lucha or whether it's traditional right. indie wrestling or whatever. No, I mean, right. the... the it's incredible. You know, the amount of clowns, and then take it however you want to take it. The amount of clowns in our business is ridiculous. There's a lot of. Put it this way. Yeah. It's like there's a, there's a lot of people like over the course of the past ten years that got in this business and they're undersized. They got on the card. They weren't trained very well. And they went out there, given the time that the promoter gave them, they probably took a lot more time than they should have and went way over the time they're supposed to have. They went out there and tried to do Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero from from uh, uh, from Halloween, Halloween, Havoc, Havoc, Halloween Havoc 97 times 10. And, like, they're, they're going out there and, like, do Now, back in the day, if guys went and did that on a show and just, like, just did a bunch of spots that looked ridiculous and stuff, and like, like Eddie and Eddie and Ray, like, made sense, you know? 
These guys are just going out there like doing all the moves and nothing makes sense. Bro, if you did that years and years ago, the promoter would take it back. What, what, what the fuck was that? Right. And they go, what are you guys doing out there? That's not a, that's not a wrestling match. Learn how to is. wrestle before you come back. Right. And here's the other thing. Yes. And, and it isn't just undersized guys. I've seen a lot of guys like on that. Right. I don't even know if this exists anymore, that $5 wrestling thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oversized guys going in there. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, anybody right. can be a wrestler now, bro. It's almost like if any goofball could get on an NFL pro football team exactly. and a position. Because wrestling now is like... They don't have the filters they used to anymore. You well, know, but it's also it's also the same thing for wrestling promoters. You know, yes. you can't wake up and say, I want to be a football promoter or owner. I want to be a basketball promoter or owner. You know, if you set up shop at the local YMCA and said, I'm putting on a basketball, you know, uh, game, n- nobody's going to show up and pay money to see you play. But with wrestling, you could wake up tomorrow and suddenly you're a promoter. And if that's who you are as a promoter, then that's the type of people that you're bringing into your shows and it's just, you know, it not not to for me to sound to be old grizzled vet or whatever, but it the the barrier to entry to be considered a professional is way too low these days. Well, well, and well, that well, went that well. You know, and uh, you know, we're not it is what it is here. But it is what it yeah. is, right. uh, so anyway, before we get out of here, uh, Christmas coming up, uh, you still have time to get gifts, yes. especially Conan related gifts. Uh, remember, Conan will be joining us. At Expo Lucha in Philadelphia, there's probably no better Christmas gift than an Expo Lucha ticket. Uh, and if you're a VIP, you're going to get to come to uh, the Conan uh, private show on uh, Friday night before Expo Lucha, where we're going to talk the history of Lucha Libre and ECW and WCW and ask questions and uh, get to uh, hang hopefully, out. And I believe, hopefully, if Joe is the moderator, he'll be better, pre- more pre- better prepared than you got nine last time. time. <laughs> I've had two years of practice, so. All right. Uh, and, but wait, also, wait, anything, wait a minute, it's Christmas, and nothing for our boy D.I. Uh, no invitation to Expo Lucha, no match with the minis, rematch, no invisible dolls, uh, nothing. I mean, we're, we're, we're working on some ideas. Maybe by next Christmas we'll have, we'll have wow. some stuff. I mean, this is worth long, long lead times on, on this stuff. Uh, but you can also pick up the uh, Conan Luchaverse comic at theluchaverse.com. Working uh, on some things behind the scenes. I'm thinking to, uh, of signing that build. and sending it to Di as a Christmas present. Uh, I think that I think that'd be great. Well, even I'll, I'll even let you send him the uh, more expensive variant version. Uh, you know, we'll. we'll, we'll I don't. That, that could be that. a little Christmas yeah. Christmas bonus. Yeah. Uh, you can pick up Conan shirts at prowrestlingtees.com uh, and uh, you know luchashop.com for a whole bunch of other cool merchandise. And uh, with that. This segment has been brought to you by Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre. I guess we can still say Aero Lucha. Wow. ExpoLucha.com. LuchaCentral.com. Where next week we can start talking about the year end award now. Yes. E. Triple A. I have heat with you, DI. That last one. Every, every week. You missed right. it. You know you did.
can't be Far too many times Lately Holding hands with what's his name People want to find you, chop it up, uh, train with you at FS, FSW. Uh, if they want you for autograph signings or anything like that, where can they find you at? And please let me know what you got going on your IG. Before, you used to have food, porn, and haircuts. What's going on there now? Food, porn, and haircuts. All right. Boom. At Disco Master GG on Instagram, Disco Master GG on Snapchat, at The Real Disco on Twitter. Uh, I'm on keeping one. I'm on the. <laughs> Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco. It's on the Russo brand on the Rail Network you. shop. Thank you. On uh, Fridays on uh, on 
the Realm Network. Also, you can catch me at FSW Vegas on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch me at you know what I, I'm I want, did you see that that event they have in Vegas now the Natural Born Killers where they they have the ring ropes down and they no. just have a ring and they do like yeah. kind of like a martial arts style fighting in there. It's similar yeah. similar to that yeah. event at GCW. Yeah, I, I put an open challenge out for that. I would because like everybody kind of has a discipline like a fighting style. I, I told them I'll I'll challenge anybody to a Brooklyn Street fight. Wow. On national TV shows, but that's as I said, violent. I tweeted. I, you saw the tweet where I put that. I would uh, I would definitely like to put my na- name in the hat for the next Natural Born Killers to give all these so-called shooters, quote right. unquote shooters, a good old-fashioned Brooklyn, New York tushy kicking. That's pretty violent. I mean, you're kind of going out there when you bring in a Brooklyn uh, street fight into a MMA type environment, especially uh, if um, if they're not going to ban the illegal back rake. A lot of people are in trouble. That's yeah, all I got to say. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so also you can catch me uh, at Sapphire Gentlemen's Club. It's the world's largest gentlemen's club. If you dial 702-303-3430 and mention my name, we'll come get you in a limo, pick you up and get you in for free, get you a free drink. Uh, it's a savings about $90 per person. All right. Also, uh, we have the Sapphire New York location. It's in uh, Times Square. If you dial 212-796-6916, they'll put you on the guest list. Just mention my name and say, hey, Disco told me about your club. And they'll put you on the guest list, guest list to get you a comp admission to the club that night. It's located on 52nd Street Broadway, right in the heart of Times Square. Great club, doing great numbers. And they have they fly a lot of uh, girls from our club. They call it Jet Set Tuesdays. And they'll fly girls from the Sapphire Club, from the, like the West Coast girls with the West Coast look. Right. They'll fly them in on Tuesdays, and they'll, they'll stay there for like three days. and call it Jet Set Tuesdays. Like, so it's like a promotion. So, yo, if you want, if uh, if you see Di over there at Sapphires or at FSW, don't just run up to him and start chopping it up. There's a little protocol. And it goes a little something like this. Boom. You hit him with a compliment. Then you hit him with another compliment. Then you can ask the question. You can talk to him one to three minutes if you put him over. Additional time if you're not annoying and you tell him you've got it like that. By the way. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm comes back uh, next week, I think, or is it this week? Comes back next. Uh, uh, what do you know, Joe? Look it up real quick here. All right. At any time, there will be no direct eye contact when talking to the mighty, mighty DI. A $20 handshake gets you an autographed picture or another round. If you are drunk and or obnoxious or don't put them over, you will hear this. A can, I get one guy from the, can I get one guy from the front door to back reception? Okay, at which point you could tell them, you go, girl, because they're kicking you out or you're getting 86, which is permanent removal. Joe. Yes, sir. Good news. What you got? Hugs are back on the table, especially for cute transgenders. Uh, This right here is for gentlemen callers. The topless menu is no longer in effect because of the weather, but you could get this from the secret menu. I know you like healthy shit, and you like to watch your figure growing up in the South, and in commemoration of your miniseries about your life and your lifestyle, Queen of the South Season 3. And in honor of you and Austin Aries' two-man bike um, uh, that you use to stroll through, ve- uh, through Vegas and your vegan lifestyle, a non-dairy, the handjob of the week is a non-dairy Cherry's Jubilee. How does that sound, oh, what? Non-dairy Cherry's Jubilee. Hmm. Have you ever tried Cherry's Jubilee? No. It's like, uh, have you? It's disgusting. Done- it's disgusting. No. <laughs> What is that like a like a slurpee? And what are, you're a grown man. It's like a, it's like, like a, like a right. It's tremendous. It's like a ice cream with like a cherry sauce top and yeah. some liqueur on it. It's tremendous. Uh, um, by the way, Joe, because I know you were asking me about this before the show, you can witness this in 3D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, Joe, 
uh, the uh, 3D glasses, VR goggles are not included. And this is from 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning. It's a limited offer only. Boom. What do you got going on, Joe? Well, on Creative Control Daily this week, I have rock journalist Mick Wall, who is going to unleash. Wait a minute. He's <laughs> Wait <laughs> one second. Mick Wall. Mick Wall has written biographies about Prince, Jimi Hendrix, Guns N' Roses, The Doors, Led Zeppelin, Metallica. Oh, that Mick Wall. Mick okay. Wall. You probably read one of his books and you don't, you don't even realize it. But uh, he's going he's gonna to unleash and, and uncover the true story behind the death of Jimi Hendrix. Can you believe that? All these years later, we're going to get the true story. Maybe he was murdered. Maybe the mafia was involved. I don't. You gotta listen. I don't know. Could be something to do with that. But uh, every, what, 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 this. what if the true story is like, yeah, just whatever the coroner's report. That's a true story. <laughs> so, yeah, bo- it's so boring. He overdosed. <laughs> that's a true story. Yeah. Uh, um, you can catch me every Monday on MLW Radio Network on the Raven Effect. Uh, Highway to Helms with Shane Helms did not come out this last week. We'd like to send get well wishes to Shane Helms, as you guys may have seen on Twitter. He was in the hospital suffering from a very serious kidney stone. So get well. Yeah, I'm celebrating that, by the way. It was, it was, first of all, he didn't look like he was suffering. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, it's just a kidney stone. Third of all, to use social media to try and gain sympathy is, is a heel move, in my opinion. That he was trying to, like, you know. It could be very painful. Try, try, yeah, try, trying to gain sympathy. Sympathy yeah. bait. Uh, yeah. Either way, get get well, Shane. I hope you have some comic books there to read. I'm sure you do. Uh, never send him to DI because even though he said he would, he would read him. He would read him on his way to Atlanta. He would read him on his way to Vegas. They never got read. No, he still hasn't. All read. right, he still hasn't read The Watchmen. As, no, he as still hasn't. Him. And uh, now the show's actually on HBO, right? <laughs> yeah, so why oh, yeah. bother watching the why bother reading the what, reading the comic? Well, no, the comic and just watch the show. The movie's based on the comic, but the HBO show is a whole new original story just set in the Watchmen universe. I heard that's supposed to be good. Yeah, very good. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard the same thing. I'm gonna probably binge it down the line. Uh, let's see here. The Mike Durbin show we talked about the top five Christmas movies with special guest Husey. Uh on its Husey Hello. <laughs> Husey has uh Pro wrestling interviewer uh, Alicia Atout does its Husey Hello this week. So Husey bringing in, I believe she's uh, with MLW now, actually. It's a little synergy there between uh, Husey and the, M- and the MLW radio network. No, there really isn't. <laughs> he just happened to talk to somebody that's there. There's zero synergy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With him in MLW <laughs> Radio. Right. Uh, the guys at an honorable mention... Shane Hagedorn and Jeff Schwartz. I did see uh, on Twitter that Shane Hagedorn... Wait a minute. Are those the ROH historians? Well, Shane Hagedorn is now uh, employed by AEW. God bless him. Back back in the business, if you will. So I just saw him What's he doing? announce that. Uh, I know he was writing for the website. He's probably doing some website stuff, maybe backstage, similar to what he did for Ring of Honor back in the day. I heard he was taking care of Chris Jericho's high schooler <laughs> with Jake Slayer. The very important. When Jack Slade is there, do not touch Mr. Jericho's ice. Yeah, uh, but those guys. Honor- it actually—that's exactly what it said. Jericho's ice. <laughs> so those guys uh, go over Ring of Honor Final Battle 2009, which actually had a pretty interesting card, uh, including Teddy Hart versus Jack Evans in Ring of Honor in 2009. I thought he was long gone by then, but um, 
Let's see. Way back playback with Pat McNeil covers uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair from Clash of the Champions six. Uh, Which one was that? Where was that from? Clash six, uh, not Chicago. Okay, the Chicago one was the one that was like the five star classic, right? I think they both were, but yeah, but I think the five the first one was. Well, I was watching a clip of uh, they had Muda versus um, uh, Ricky Steamboat from Japan. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. And they were doing all the basic wrestling spots, like tackle, leap up, drop down, tackles, yo, arm drag and stuff. And it just looked really good. Oh, that was great. I That's saw that. That right. put it over. Yeah, and, yeah. And the here, here's the thing. And you watch it. This, this is the difference, okay? When Ricky Steve was throwing chops, he's throwing smoke. Right, he is, like yeah. you know, he said, that's that's the that's the difference, right. and that's what's lost. Right, as we've gotten away from striking, like punches up, it's like because forms are kind of like short, you know, neighbors. There's never really the, the time during a match where guys look like and they're not only that, it's, out, easier, you know, it's like, easier to do a form than throw a punch. Right. And so, like when he was lighting up Muda, not only was he lighting him up, Muda was selling it like he was being lit up. Yeah. So both things looked great. It wasn't got one guy lighting it up and the other guy not selling it right. right. Both guys were doing the. Today, you don't see guys lighting people up, and you see guys not even selling. Right. So that whole thing sucks. And then the uh, the other thing that I saw, and you guys might have seen it too, because I think Shane Shane Helms and Brian James commented on it. They had one where Terry Funk was fighting Nick Bockwinkle, and he was punching him. And, and then at the yeah, end, he just that. throws this fucking haymaker that looks like it took his head off. But before he hit him with the haymaker... Bachwinkle was just selling the shit out of those punches, and it was beautiful. You know, it was just art. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That that is a missing well, element of today. Well, the thing is, like, this is the thing with professional wrestling. They call it art, but bro, the art is not in the acrobatics. The art of professional wrestling is trying to make it look as real as possible without actually doing the doing the things that hurt. That's the artistic part of it. Is that it is a work. Not not how many offensive moves you can you can get. You can well, that, 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 yeah. that's art too. That's art too, and art is subjective. But at but the end of the day, but the skill of the art is right. making it look. You know that, that that's right. what professional right. wrestling right. differs from real right. fighting. Yeah, the art of making it yeah. look real, but we're not really doing it real. You right, know? right. Because if you yeah. start to like, this is the thing. It's it's just all you're doing is just fighting. If you're not really selling and you're not really and just lighting the guy up, it's like, it's like anybody could do that. Like stug people left or right. No, well, know? there's an art to it. Yeah. Like you know, like I remember when I when I first got into the business. You know, as you know, di I started. I was very 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 fortunate because I started right on top, and so. Yeah, I had a lot of problems going straight to the top, but I didn't have to go through all the process to get to the top, right? And I remember when I had four years in the business and I was probably one of the biggest draws in Mexico. I thought I knew it all. I thought I knew everything. Why wouldn't I? I'm selling out, you know? And I remember sitting with Chavo Guerrero, senior, Chavito's dad, and he was my idol, bro. And he was telling me, yeah, it took me 10 years to learn the business. And I was so full of myself that I was like, took you 10 years? I already know this shit, you know? <laughs> and he's right. Takes you 10 years to learn it. Takes you about 10, how, you know what I'm saying? To really get all the nuances and the art and what it is to, you know, cut great promos and, uh, you know, everything that it is to be, be a great all-around performer. It did take about 10 years. Uh, oh, that Clash of the Champions 6 match, D.I., was the one that was two out of three falls in New Orleans. 55 minutes long there, so... I'm sure it had a high, high star rating. Uh, to wrap up, let's see. Maybe I, I still think our. I still think that our our match 
was underrated, D.I., by Meltzer. Oh, yeah, and we need to take right. him to task for that. We should get him on the Christmas special. It, yeah. We need to bring that up. A star in, First of all, uh, his rating quarters, for that match is a disgrace. It yeah. should disqualify him from rating matches because it was a four-star match. Like, it's easily a four-star match. Just on crowd participation. Crowd participation. You know, it was funny last night. I, was, I saw the uh, Bruce Mitchell tweeted something that um, I guess the crowd was flat last night for Raw. Like, the crowd was dead. Right. And, like, of course, the tw- of course, all the, 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 the everybody wrestling blames everything on the creative these days, right? So the tweet was like, uh, you know, what do you expect when your creative is tired of this the tweet? But, but I'm like, I'm like, guys, let me tell you something. I go, if the crowd's flat, right, and you don't, the thing was, like, remember how we talked about Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Yeah. It would come out, there'd be a flat night, and, like, a couple guys would just be out there working too hard and not get a right. reaction, just couldn't, they weren't feeling the crowd. Right. And Duggan would come out, oh, and just the, the place would just start, you know, right. the energy would come into the building. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, bro, you can't just blame everything on the creative when, when the crowd's flat. Because you have an ability to go out there and get responses if you do things correctly. But if you just, if you, if everybody their mother like it does these days on TV, lays out everything in the back and just goes up there and does it on TV by the script, you know, and if you're the fourth or third or fourth match on the show, and like you've seen that this crowd is not really popping at all, and you're not, you don't have the ability or the experience or the knowledge to say, hey, let's go do this instead. Right. You know, we'll get the, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, right, right. that's, no, that's, that's, that's not and, all and, the data. And, you know? and I'll give you an yeah. example, and I will give you an example that, you know, whether it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was given a fucking JoJo gimmick, you know, and he made sure he got that motherfucker over, you know, uh, us. A lot of times they put you in positions and it didn't matter if you were losing or, or they wanted you to do comedy. You always got yourself over in spite of the fact, right? You know, for a fact, I've been very opinionated and I've been put in positions to fail. And I always thought to myself, you're not going to bury me, bro, because I'm going to get myself over. And I always did. As presumptuous as may sound, that is the truth. You know, and if you put Chris Jericho in a position where he wasn't going to get over, he'd get himself over. Right. It's upon you, too. If creative doesn't have shit for you or they have whack shit for you, for you to flip it and make it better. You know, I remember Eddie, when he was doing the thing with China, he called me and he was real mad. He goes, oh, I don't like this, bro. I look like China's bitch and all this other shit. And I was like, bro. You know, just go in there, make chicken salad, chicken shit, and we had a real good conversation. That's exactly what he did. And now the company's looking at him. They're like, wow, we put him in this position, which wasn't easy, and comedy wasn't his forte. And he turned it around, he flipped it, and, and, and it was great. So now they knew they could use Eddie for comedy as a baby face, as a heel, as, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's incumbent. What, what DI is saying, I do agree, is even if creative sometimes has shit for you, like, you see a lot in WWE. Like, look at the New Day, bro. That that thing was made to fail. That was mm-hmm. super Joe, and they flipped it. You know, yeah. sometimes you've got to take, you've got to go out there, and you've got to flip it. You know. But uh, what were you saying, Joe? Uh, to wrap up, you know, uh, a favorite on the plugs here is, is from the bedroom <laughs> to the booth, the Irish DJing what? show from the bedroom to the booth, and Di. Oh, what? This, this week on from the bedroom to the booth, they actually have DJ Fergie. Ooh. Oh. No, no. I, I figured DIY know who that is. This D, right, DJ wait Fergie one here. Second. He that has got nothing. He's got a. When if we had a tumbleweeds um, gif, I'd throw that up there right now too. He's probably DJ seen his Fergie. seen his name all over Las Vegas as he has a, a residency in the Omnia nightclub and also at ha- Hakkasan in the MGM Grand. 
He also has a residency there. Oh, Fergie. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. He, yes, he knew he knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so there's one hit for uh from the from the bedroom to the booth. DJ Fergie this past week. Other than that, yeah. Nobody knows out, who that is. He can check out uh prosingtees.com slash CC with Joe Feeney. Get your MWO t shirts. And that is about it. Why am I not getting a cut of that since it was kind of my idea? Well, I'm waiting for the year end sales to tally up. And then we'll we'll all split it. <laughs> I get I get I gotta get a deal. We gotta get a. Oh, oh by the way, uh, we gotta get Cyrus back on here because we gotta. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna be the heel of the year for the uh, when Wrestling Observer uh, oh, newsletter awards come out. That I'll be the heel of the year for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm gonna be in high demand. Right. So we gotta uh, bring Cyrus on here to pitch. Uh, give a good pitch of what you know what what I could be doing on Impact this year. Yeah, because they're going to be coming back in February. Yeah, I got a good idea. I think I got a good idea that we can do something. How about what? If, what if I brought out my my uh, Brooklyn Street Fight Championship belt, right, and defended it at Impact? I think you should. And, and what if I and, what if I, and do it old school Andy Kaufman only against women? Bro, how about that? I get the whole what marketing. That get I get the whole marketing plan for it. Yeah. All right. How about if I? Uh, I get, I get, and the first time I'll, I'll unveil my shirt, Brooklyn Strong Style. Right. How about you? I like that. that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? On the front it says Brooklyn Strong Style, and on the back it says Kick Him Right in the Tush. Yeah. <laughs> punch him in. No backstage passes, boom. Brooklyn Strong Style, punch him in the mouth, kick him in the tush. Kick him in the tush. That? And you only fight uh, women like, remember the Andy Kaufman gimmick? Right, yeah. That got so much heat. That would get heat now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, women, you say that you're the stronger, you're better, and you yeah, want no, to. I, ch- I challenge you to. I challenge a girl to a street fight. Right, right. And you want to. Right, let's 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 yeah, well, right. You want to call this? Yeah. Let's have a street right, fight. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you use dirty tactics in every match, like the right. girls. Oh like, no, no, no! I just. Oh, well, it's a street fight. It is a street fight, right? My, so my, my whole gimmick is I rest like the sheik. You know, I mean, you pull the gimmick. Though to me, it's like every time the girl's about to mount a comeback, right? You do something dastardly, like throw salt in their eyes, or you know what I'm saying, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I would like to manage you for that. Yeah, be the manager for my brain. <laughs> That'd be funny, that, right? That and the uh, Kevin Kleinrock Open or the Kevin uh, Cross Open. What is it called? The Natural Born Killers Show. Yeah, Natural Born Killers. Killers right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other plugs you have there, uh, Joe? Nope, that is it. All right. Uh, what's the deal with your show, the Creative Control Network? Is that still going or is that daily show you were doing? Oh, yeah. I have uh, Mick Wall. He's going to be talking about the, the, Wait cons- the, the, guy from the conspiracy behind the death of Jimi Hendrix. and also the. Oh, tr- okay. The- That's what you were talking about. All right. Yeah. I thought that was for some other show. But then there might, I might take a Christmas break. I know? like how you throw a little – I like how you threw in the – oh, and there might be a mafia tie-in. So people are like, oh, really? Uh, why don't you just throw – there might be a CIA tie-in or there might be a – you know, just throw in other like uh, uh, incendiary uh, incendiary. Uh, eye-catching names. Well, you never know. The FBI could have been involved. You know, the FBI had massive files on Hendrix and right. John Lennon and Jim Morrison. And I also heard he might have been secretly in Area 51 or 54, whatever it's called over there in uh, Area 51. Is that what it's called in Vegas? Could be. I mean, only an alien could play the guitar the way Jimi Hendrix could. So, right. you never know. But so no. There's a lot of probabilities, <laughs> but you'll have to listen to Robert Hall. Is that his name? Mick Wall. Mick Wall. You have to listen to Mick Wall to see if the mafia, the CIA, Area 51, maybe mm. an alien were involved or all of the above. 
All the That's above, how possibly. you sell the show. Yeah. Okay, yo. So you can check me out on Twitter and Facebook, K-O-N-N-A-F-5150. And you can also check me on um, well, no AAA shows till January 25th. Thank God. Get a rest from that for a while. We'll be at the Pepsi Center January 25th in uh, Mexico City. Uh, then we're in Dallas January 11th for MLW. January 17th and 18th, um, uh, Impact will be in Mexico City. So I'll be there for those tapings. Um, and I just want to thank everybody that's been joining our Patreon. We've been doing record numbers. Thanks to you guys that have been supporting the show and supporting the ads on our show. That's what keeps the show going. Thank you, everybody, for spreading the word to friend or foe. Um, and uh, thank you very much. And thank you for listening to Keeping It 100. Boom. Please help support Keeping It 100 with Conan at the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and conan.me where you can find exclusive audio clips, full unedited segments, weekly video, listener roundtables, match watch-alongs, live content from shows I attend, and so much more. Please subscribe on your podcast provider and leave a rating and a review. And you can check out t-shirt stores for Conan, Disco Inferno, Master Republic, and myself at prowrestlingtees.com. If you'd like to send in a question or a song for the Juicy Seal of Approval, please send them in to k100questions at gmail.com. The official Keeping It 100 with Conan Facebook is at facebook.com slash k100conan, where I'm constantly posting audio clips from the show, YouTube videos, event posters, putting up polls for the show, and so much more. And finally, you can check out the highly successful official Keeping It 100 YouTube channel at Keeping It 100 Official, manned by Husey, and which just passed over 1 million views. There's always a plethora of conversation going on over there, and some exclusive content as well. Thank you very much for listening, and check us out every Thursday here on MLW Radio. Jump in the Pam fucking Anderson pool. famously like got naked and jumped in that pool. That was like oh. the which yeah don't. That's a that's a we've market. already got I've already had a public fight with her. I don't want to get you it. did yeah on the roast. She was on the um uh David Hasselhoff roast, and I mean I and I apologized to her. What did you say? Did you say something? You? <laughs> I said uh, <laughs> I believe I said Pam Anderson, you fucked Tommy Lee, Kid Rock, and who's the other one? Oh. You fucked Tommy Lee, Brett Michaels, and Kid Rock. Why don't you just save yourself some time and drink a vat of Magic Johnson's blood? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, shit. I said a lot of shit about her oh. vagina. And uh, yeah, and and she, it didn't go great. <laughs> I mean, all this shit. Like, I just got asked to do the next roast. And I was like, I don't even know if you can fucking do roasts anymore. Like, well, roast battles still exist. They well, still go hard in the I, paint on Tuesday night at the comedy that's store. That's right. We just did oh, it. Oh, shit. That's tonight. Yeah, we just did it in San Francisco. And yeah. it was so fun, but I still found myself being like, I know, a it's so dangerous. I mean, when we did Joan Rivers, I said, uh, Joan Rivers is so old, her vagina has a separate entrance for black cocks. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we used to just be able to say that shit. <sighs> and today, I would fucking be run out of town. No, you just said it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> God. And then, I mean, I remember people used to think jokes were funny. People yeah. used to have a sense of humor. I mean, even fucking Joan, you know? Yeah. I said. Oh, my, for jo Joan, her whole career. My opening joke yeah. for her was uh, Joan, I loved you in The Wrestler. 
<laughs> she thought it was hilarious. Like you could, I, I mean, she I was, had a good sense of humor. The best. Yeah. And she had such a good sense of humor, even during the roast. Her face from plastic surgery was so frozen that because you know every time someone yeah. tells a joke, you'll check in to see if the person that's being roasted is laughing to make yeah. sure. And she would like kind of, and she kept. We would look at her and like Greg Giraldo was just fucking hammering her, and the audience was nervous. And then she said it. She's like, "I'm laughing. I had too much Botox." Like she had to subtitle her face so <sighs> that we all so knew funny. she was okay. But I did the Brea Improv once with Joey Diaz and Ari Shafir, and we got barbecued in the green room. I mean. <laughs> Just barbecued. We went way too far. And Joan Rivers and her television show, it was when she did a television show with her, her daughter, it was Fashion on TV. Police? I don't know what show it was. It was a reality show. Okay. And we were watching it on the on the screen, and her face looked like a kabuki mask. Oh. It was just frozen. Did you see the documentary? No. A piece of work? No. It's pretty, you see her, she goes and gets it and talks about it. And Why was she doing that? It's, you know, it I mean. Didn't make her look better. Amazon is hiring near you. Earn a competitive wage and start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Health and safety are a top priority with all of our roles and sites, and Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Go to amazon.com apply. That's amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.